Welcome to episode 10 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In Abu Dhabi. I'm, well, what? Where? Abu Dhabi. Okay, first off, I'm Steve Kilowagi. You're Scott Prime. That's Scott. right. Scott, why Abu Dhabi? Why are we number one in Abu Dhabi? Well, I know why we're number one, but why Abu Dhabi? Because we're number one there, dude. You want a better explanation? Yes, I want a better explanation. Um, because of Clay Infinity. You want a better explanation? Still want a better explanation, <laughs> yes. Um, well, you oper- help operate the Twitter feed. Yeah. And you noticed Clay Infinity talking about how he saw... Did you notice this? No, I, I noticed it. I want you to tell the fans. Oh, you're we're playing along like a script. I'm playing along, yes. Okay. You confused me. That's okay. Go ahead. Interesting. It's not hard. <laughs> All right. Uh, no one Blood Bowl podcast in Abu Dhabi because uh, Clay Infinity, who's a Twitter follower of ours, he uh, talks to us every now and then. And I saw him one day that that's where he's from. He's from Dubai, which the capital is Abu Dhabi. Right. And so when I was making headers for our BoltDown.com, if you ever go to BoltDown.com and you click on the website, it will say Bolt Down, and they'll say their more Blood Bowl podcast, you know, hosted by Gingers, or that doesn't have a D or Z in the title. Well, that kicks you in the balls and takes your miniatures. I said D and a Z. Anyways, a three or a Z in the title. Um, <laughs> so when I was making up things, I noticed him, and I was like, "This would be cool. I'll put Abu Dhabi and see if he ever notices." And <laughs> eight months later, <laughs> no, probably three months later, he. He actually tweeted us and said, hey, this is really cool that you guys did this. And I said, I did it just for you. And now we're his best friends. And he, we're going to keep him to this. If I ever get a lot of money and me and Steve travel there, we can stay with him. He already said yeah. that. And I would love to go to Abu Dhabi. So Anywhere in Dubai would be cool. Isn't that the place where they like manufacture islands and stuff like that? No, that would be Earth. No, I'm talking about like <laughs> it's real popular. Yes, the, they uh, did like the... Beach Palm Island yes, Resort, yeah, resort and the about. giant buildings. And Dude, that'd be awesome. Bankrupt the country. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. It looks cool. It does look cool. So that's why I did that. So I listen to our fans sometimes. Yeah. We try to give them shout outs where we can and talk nice things about them. So he, Clay Infinity, you made me really happy that you noticed that. So, yeah. But yeah, those uh, headers on our website, there's probably 14 or 15. Yeah, you did a good job. Randomly, you, made a, you made a lot and they're all cool. Yeah. So. There you go. So what's been going on with you? Oh, I'm excited. About? I'm excited about this Fantasy Flight expansion for the Blood Bowl card game. Sudden Death? Sudden Death. Yeah, it looks really cool. So now we're going to get some undead teams. And this is for the Fantasy Flight team manager game? That's right. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to get an undead team, Champions of Death. Right. A vampire team called the Black Fang. Right. And then a Dark Elf team, uh, the Nagareth uh, Nightmares. Is it Nightmares or Night Raiders? It's night. It's nightmares. Night Riders was in our league, buddy. Oh That's yeah, really funny. You're checking your notes because you were so sure. No, I just they I, used to be the Nagareth Night Wings, and then after, that was in second edition. And when yeah. third edition came out, it got changed to Nightmares. Oh okay. So I don't know if that had anything to do with Time Warner and the Night Wings. You know, the character Nightwing. I wouldn't think so. DC no. Comics. Yeah. I don't know, hmm. but or maybe the guy who play tested stuff changed it to my team's the Nightmares now. Probably. Anyways, Nightwings so, is kind of dumb. I think the Nightwings is cool, but that's just what I grew up on. That makes sense. But uh, I think it's really cool that we're getting this expansion. It's and, a lot of fun. And I hope that we get more expansions so we get more teams and yeah. other little you know, crazy new rules and stuff. They do a really good job with their fluff in the game. 
Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, the Black Fangs, I think, is different for the vampire team because I've never heard of a team called the Black Fangs. Hmm. But, you know, I don't study uh, vampire fluff either. Yeah, you're not up on the lore. <laughs> I would, I'd say not. I know the Kraken Counts. That's a vampire team from well, it's one. Blood Bowl history. Do we need to quiz you on vampire teams now? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> so I can get really mad. Yeah. Um, people enjoy that, though. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback, actually, and people thought that was funny. <laughs> I did. Of course you did. All right. Um, anything else? Play any fumble games? I did. Any good ones? I wouldn't call them good ones. I would say that I played some fumble games. To get your butt beat as usual? Oh, I'm on a very bad streak. <laughs> um, last seven to nine games are not good for me. Jeez. Started off so promising with the – and over in the three-die block, Highlander 2 League – Started off so promising. I beat this Chaos Dwarf team and did this and that, and it's gone downhill really quick. <laughs> so um, injuries taking its toll. I got beat by the same guy twice in a row. Well, that's good. I played him in like the last week of the regular season. He beat me three nothing, and then I luckily drew him for the playoffs because I barely made it to the playoffs. It was an undead team, uh, but he was real gracious and stuff about it, and real nice. And uh, I helped provide players for his team. Oh, did he raise some of your dead? Yes, he did. I've never heard that sound in Fumble before. So, like, he killed a regular lineman, and then I was like, I'm not using my apothecary on that. And also, I heard this creepy, like, organ music. Da, 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 da. Hmm. And so he got to raise the dead. And then, like, the second game, the second block, he killed a guy. And I was like, this guy has a minus one AG and some other th- other problems. Yeah. And so I just let him go, too. So he has two bench players now. So now, my if, guys. Now, if he wins, you get to claim part of the championship. That's right. I am. I'm going <laughs> to write that because I kind of update the bio, and I even went into those dead uh, those dead players. And yeah. I put their bio that if you still want to follow those guys, <laughs> you can click on this link, and it links to that other player profile. That's pretty awesome. And I realize nobody in the world's probably ever going to see that no. or click on that link, but to they me, might it, now it meant a lot to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Skaggy Blue Storm! And then over in the Zlurp Nation, Zlurp Cast, Zlurp Nation League, or whatever they call that, my Help Hit Scorpions finally ended their season. Uh, I got, I ended with a tie. I beat, I tied the this all-star elf team. I think they were pro elves or something. Yeah. They kicked my butt, too. But so I was you left, ended both your leagues that you're in? Ended both leagues, yes. Hmm. Maybe we should start up one of our own. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Fumble makes me mad a lot. Yeah, I know. So I don't play. But I'm going to struggle on. And I told myself I was actually going to quit both leagues after this season. And I don't know if I will now. So let's move on. What do we do in this episode? Oh, hold on. Oh, what? I might as well give a shout out to those two guys I played. Okay. Uh, K-Raf was one of them over on Fumble. And then Lord Lothar. was Lothar or Lothar. I don't Which one beat you twice? Uh, Lord Lothar. Good job. Beat me twice with the Rotten Rascals. So. And then K-Raf, he beat, tied me with the... Uh, all elf, all stars. So. Okay. So, anyway, so now can we get on to what we're doing this episode? Yes, because we have a very special episode. We this is a... like different strokes. Episode thirteen or something where Dudley gets. Well, did we get molested in a bike shop? I wasn't even going to use the term molested, <laughs> but I was just going to say where Dudley learns something about old people. He learns you get molested in a bike shop. <sighs> was it a bike shop? Yeah. You know, I don't really know if I saw that episode. I don't think I ever saw it at the time, but I've seen it since, <sighs> or the parts of it. You were, speaking of Gary Coleman, do you remember the movie 
where he was like... I love any sentence that begins with, speaking of Gary Coleman. Do you remember the movie where he was like in a bus station or a train station, and then he like got a bunch of other kids together, and they paid him money, and then they started a business where they carried people's bags, and then... I don't... He lived what? in like a locker. He I lived in a locker? If you are a fan of Both Down and Gary Coleman, and you know what kind of show, this, some movie I'm talking about, he like lived in a locker in a bus station or train station, and then like he got beat up by bullies, and then he convinced other like homeless kids to pay him money to work for him, like an investment or something. Tell me what that movie is. Because I'm or too lazy to go the IMDb to look it up. That's a contest right there. What? No. <laughs> We'll get to the contest later. All right, but, fine. Let's talk about what we're doing today instead of Gary Coleman. Okay, yeah. We got Behind the Fluff with a very special secret guest star. Who is it? A special secret. Is it Blood Bowl related? No. It's not going to be Blood Bowl related. Yes, it's Blood Bowl related. Okay. So you're not going to tell us who it is? No. Is it a character? No. It's an actual person. Is it? Okay. Wow. It's bigger than a bread box. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's not right. Gary Coleman. He doesn't live in a bread box. He probably could have at one time. Probably can now. Wow. That's <laughs> awful. Well, not live. It's but, too soon. You know. It's too soon, Steve. Oh. Uh, All right. Sorry. So, Behind the Fluff with our special guest star. And that then, will come up next. And then we have what? We're going to do tournament talk, break down Alan's team. The Chaos Seesaw. Alan is going to be in the house. A third member of our Both Down crew that we're taking to Chaos Cup. Yeah, because we're going to beat the three-dot block guys in the face. We're going to try. And then the third segment, we're going to do more tournament talk, talking about our rivalry, the contest between us and them, what we're going to do in Chicago, and everything else. Uh, so two tournament talks this episode? Or well, is one called the, tournament talk and one's, one's called more tournament talk? the team breakdown and then one's the tournament. It's, it's all good. Okay, fine. And then after that, shout-outs? After that, shout-outs. Good. I, I want to yell and scream at people. As you will. Namely you. Okay. All right. Let's sure. get to this uh, special interview. Okay. Let's go. Later. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. This is Matt Forbeck. You're listening to Both Down with Stephen Scott. Now it's time for Behind the Fluff. Okay, and we're back with Behind the Fluff. Our special guest this week, Matt Forbeck. Yay! Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Well, thanks for having us. Or thanks for coming. (laughs) I don't know. Thanks for being here today. There we go. That's much better. Pleased to accommodate you. <laughs> so let's see. As far as Blood Bowl goes, why would we know you? Uh, well, you'd probably know me most for the novels that I've written. Uh, there have been four Blood Bowl novels written uh, in all of history and space and time, mm-hmm. and I've written all four of those. I also wrote a five-issue comic book miniseries based on Blood Bowl for Boom Studios that came out a few years ago. And I also, way, way back in the midst of history, worked on the Blood Bowl Companion back when I was working at Games Workshop and actually after after I left them and was a freelancer back in 1990, I believe. You worked on the famous Red Book? I did, actually. Uh, I was not the final developer, but I was one of the first guys. Oh. Uh, one of the interesting parts there was that, you know, Blood Bowl is supposedly based in American football, but uh, <laughs> they're based in England. They don't know American football that well, <laughs> right? 
Right. And I was the only American who was working in the game studio at the time. So they would ask me all sorts of stuff about uh, how the rules worked and how you could make it a little bit more like American football. So that's the reason you see a lot of those kinds of rules in the Blood Bowl Players Companion. Oh, that, man, I'll tell you what. We, as, as young men uh, that should have been chasing girls, we uh, <laughs> we used the uh, the Star Player book and the Companion book. It was pretty much our playboy at the time, man. We, we just powered <laughs> through that thing over and over and over, and we just – so much love for those books, and I mean that's why me and Steve are today playing Blood Bowl still. And uh, you know, I got I get these guys, and I try to gear them towards all this backstory and the you know we call it the fluff yeah. of of the stories and stuff. It's because of those books, man. So I appreciate that. I, I had no clue, you know. Yeah, I have a long history of games workshops. <laughs> it's that's it's a awesome. good thing. I like the guys over there. I don't get to see them very much these days. I saw Jervis Johnson at a. Was it a games day or some such uh, in uh, Chicago a few years ago? Wow. And at Gen Con a couple years ago, too. So oh, That's cool. Hey, we need to – hopefully you'll enjoy this interview so much. You'll like, hey, Jervis, those guys are so awesome. you got to yeah. go on both well, days. This is pretty cool, too. He, yeah, you just approach him. He's usually a pretty easy guy. Yeah, um, it's just a matter of finding him to approach him. <laughs> yeah, there's that trick. <laughs> he likes to hide. Well, yeah, he's uh, he's he's a kind of private guy, too. I mean, he's he's, you know – uh, for all the crazy stuff that he's done over the years, as far as game design, he is a very quiet guy. He's a very uh, British gentleman, right? And But fantastic fun at the same time. So when you were writing the books back in those days, did you guys base a lot of this off of, I mean, did y'all actually play games? And I've always heard rumors and stuff that, you know, like the Dark Side Cowboys was Jervis's team and this <laughs> team was so-and-so's team. Is that true? All true stuff, or that actually predates me by a little bit. So I don't know. Um, I actually ended up playing the game when I was in college first, uh, and then went off to go work for Games Workshop after that. So they had already had the game in development. I was working on, I think it was second or third edition when the Blood Bowl Players Companion came out. I forget. Yeah, that was second edition. There you go. That's what got me into it. So. Right with the Astro Turf boards and everything. Right, right. right. Uh, Astro Granite. <laughs> Astro Granite. Thank you. Yes, those were awesome. Um, but so I don't know exactly whose teams were anything like that. I played, I think, a couple times when I was at Games Workshop. I played when I was in college. I played a bit when I came back and I was working on the uh, Players Companion. I haven't played in a few years though. Um, just I, yeah, I have a set around here somewhere. I'm not even sure where the hell it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, when I was working on the books and the comic books, I would break the set out just to make sure I was getting things right and uh, getting the characters right and everything else. Um, but one of the funny things about it is that they didn't want me working directly in the timeline they'd established for the game, actually. So if you check out the the books and the comics, they're actually set, like, several years after that. Right, right. right. Um, and part of that was so they could have free reign to do whatever the hell they wanted, and I could have free reign to do whatever the hell I wanted, as long as I was faithful to the property, uh, without having to put too much work into it for on their, uh, their guy who was in charge of the licensing and the checking and all this. Right. So when you actually researched the books and the comics, was there anything in particular that you went to to create your teams or to create the fluff? Or was it mostly just the second edition stuff? And Well, I, I was using the, the latest edition it was at the time, which was, I think, fourth? I'm not sure. But it was the Living Rulebook at the time. Right, right? yeah, so Living Rulebook four and on. Right. So I would just go online, check everything out, make sure I had it all correct and proper. But then, uh, again, because it was in the future, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff I just made up, Right. Uh, like the Bad Bay Hackers is basically just because I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. I'm born and raised in Wisconsin. So <laughs> I, I had to go with that. And Rhett Carve in the in the book is obviously Brett Favre. Right. right. You know, and a lot of the other jokes are inside jokes that probably only I get. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best way to create fluff is to – because that's how we generally do things. We discussed my team that I'm taking to Chaos Cup 
last episode, I even messed myself up because I was looking at an old roster, and ah. I named this guy. Basically, I'm a Bears fan, so. Ooh, rivalry! Sorry, right I hear here. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I happen to like both teams. I'm just uh, a... you know, it, I'm, it's all friendly. Exactly. Uh, you know, for me, sports is it, it's. Blood Bowl is a game where you actually get to see your opponent. I'm just rooting on millionaires beating each other up. That's, okay. <laughs> That's very true. But they care so much about us, right? Exactly. But, yeah, in making that team, I named someone after Brian Erlacher. Oh. And I named the guy Earl Attacker Brennan. And I forgot that he was named after Brian Erlacher until Scott reminded me. There you go. So I know those inside jokes are fun, but they can also mess you up later on when you're going, why did I do that? Yeah, on the other hand, that means that they're taking on their own life. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. They're not just a riff on a joke anymore or whatever riff on a name. They're uh, their own thing, which is kind of cool. It's neat when they actually take on their own life like that. Yeah. I mean, one of the funny things that I was doing in the books was that um, they they mixed a bunch of the names. They said they needed to be more Germanic when they first came up with the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I don't really know German. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I went to Google Translate, and I just punched in what I thought the character was, and then I used whatever came up oh. as the name, right? So Dunkel Hoffnung actually means dark hero. Right? That's cool. Wow, you might you might have just gave us a tip to name some of our own players from going there forward. There you go. Like so, Spinner Spina in the books is the love interest. Spinner means spider because I envision her as this black widow type originally. Um, and Ferd, is, which is Dunk's horse, is actually German for horse. <laughs> so the worst part is, though, when they translated the books into German – the Germans did not, they didn't translate the names back. <laughs> so, That's why I was just going to ask. I was like, wait, what, is, what happens when they translated into German? So the Germans didn't, they didn't think it was as funny. <laughs> that would be a weird yeah, novel. Dark like, Hero jumps on his horse. And you're like, okay, yeah. I can see why you'd think that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something lost in translation as usual. Exactly. And apparently the translator didn't get the joke either because he just left the stuff in. <laughs> well, that, explain, that explains why the comic books and, uh, you know, the books... How come they didn't focus on the Reekland Reavers or the you know the Gouge Die or whatever? So they they made you and told you to create your own universe and they did. I mean, honestly, I would have been happy to play in the original stuff, right? But um, one of the problems with doing uh, development on something where there's actually a living line being developed at the same time is that the creators at the office don't want to be impinged upon in any way, right? Right. right. Yeah. And, yeah. And of course, that's the original property right there, so that that's within their rights to do that. But on the other hand, I need to be able to work this stuff if they want me to do it. So the compromise is often do something in a corner of the universe where nobody's paying attention to or do it in a different time period or whatever, right? And then you just hopefully dance around each other well enough that nobody notices at the end. Is that a much different approach than uh, uh, your current IDW stuff with uh, Magic the Gathering and Wizards of the Coast? Uh, not Actually, not that bad. I mean, uh, Wizards of the Coast, they don't want me using most of their iconic planeswalkers, right? They were happy to have me use them as guest stars, but they didn't want me to make the story about them. They wanted a whole new planeswalker uh, with a whole new storyline behind him, right? And as I'm going along and I'm writing stories, I'm learning all sorts of things that I can't do. Right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know, planeswalkers never reveal that they're planeswalkers because, you know, people get really curious and it causes all sorts of trouble. Like, oh. I guess I shouldn't have written that scene that way. Okay. <laughs> well, that changes that. Exactly. And then we go back. You know, that's okay. The neat thing about writing is that it's, it's, you don't worry about it until it's actually on a page someplace, printed and in people's hands. Right. Until then, it's all fungible, and you can change it as much as you want to. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So have you got a lot of good feedback from Blood Bowl players about the books and comics? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been a few years now, uh, but a lot of people really seem to like them. I mean, 
if you're in a Blood Bowl in the first place, you already are the kind of guy who's going to like these uh, books and comics, right? Because you know you're into that humor, you understand the whole ethos of it. It's not like you're somebody who's into romantic comedies and sits down and grabs one of these by accident, right? So, <laughs> yeah, usually not. We were oh, so not, excited back when the the Blood Bowl comic came out. We were hoping that that'd be a ongoing and reoccurring thing. But yeah, I would have liked that too. But um, as I was saying earlier off the air, I believe um, the license for that ended about six months after the graphic novel came out. That Boom had uh, with Games Workshop for both the Warhammer, Warhammer Forty Thousand, and the Blood Bowl books. So. There just wasn't anything else to do at that point, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the troubles with licenses, of course, is that uh, they don't always last forever. In fact, almost never do. And then uh, if it comes to an end, it comes to an end. You move on to the next thing, I guess. Or hopefully it would be nice if they could find another publisher that was interested. I don't know. Yeah, as I say, it sounds like you have a good relationship with GW. If they do come across you know, new yeah. license, new company, do you think that they'd probably reach out to you to write it? You know, I hope so, but I don't know. Um, I'm not in contact with them on a regular basis these days. It's mostly like, hey, how you doing on Facebook every now and then. <laughs> right. Um, and I haven't been writing any novels for them since the fourth one. So uh, hard to say. And they might decide that they have somebody else in-house or that they know that uh, has a better handle on it. Um, but if they were interested in doing it, I'd be happy to talk to them about it. Any other upcoming projects you have besides the Magic the yeah. Gathering books and stuff like that? Well, I got lots of stuff. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about some of that? Okay. Uh, well, I get the Magic the Gathering comic books I'm doing on a monthly basis for IDW, although we're doing them as uh, four-issue miniseries. So the, we're in the, dead, the middle part of the second miniseries right now, so issue th- two just came out this week, issue three, or, which is in middle August, or be, early August. Then issue uh, three will be out in September. And then we announced the third miniseries coming out toward the end of the year. Uh, I'm also doing a thing called uh, 12 for 12, which is a writing challenge I gave myself at the beginning of the year which is to write a dozen novels this year. Wow. Um, now, they're short novels. They're about 50,000 words, which still more than well qualifies as a novel. I mean, if you're doing National Novel Writing Month, right, yeah. that's what you shoot for is 50,000 words. Uh, and for all the big awards, the minimum cutoff is 40,000 words for a novel, right? A lot of the novels I write tend to be in the 80,000-word range. It's a little bit shorter than normal, but not too much, right? Um, so I decided I want to write these 12 novels, but the real trick is that I couldn't take a year off to actually just sit and write and then hope that people would buy them at the end of it because I have kids to feed. Yeah. So I, uh, but then this thing came, called Kickstarter came along, right, mm-hmm. which is a crowdfunding platform where I could put up an idea for a trilogy, say, of, of these books and say, hey, guys, I will start writing these books if I can raise, say, $10,000 within a month, right, of people uh, chipping in money. And for chipping in their money, they get either ebooks or printed books, soft covers, hard covers. They can get their names in the books. They can help create a character with me. All sorts of wacky stuff. If we manage to hit our goal within the allotted time frame, which is usually about 30 days, then uh, everybody's credit card gets charged and I'm off the races. right? And if, not, if they don't, if we fail, then nobody's out of anything. I'm just out a little bit of time. Right. It definitely sounds like that's an easier way on you to do it. Well, I mean... Uh, one of the reasons you write for publishers is publishers give you an advance. Yeah. Right? Um, and that helps you, you know, something you can live on, feed your kids on while you're writing the book. Uh, for this, as a self-publisher, I was going to have to just take my advance out of my own pocket, except now I can basically step up and say, hey, i got a great idea for a series. Are you guys behind me? And if they say no, then I say, well, that was a dumb idea for a series. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if they say yes, which they've done three times in a row now, uh, then we just go off and write it, and then they get their books, right? I'm actually just printing up the uh, – <clears throat> I'm waiting for the first set of books from the first trilogy 
I did omnibus editions for the big backers, and those are on their way from the printer to me right now. I'm going to sign them and send them off to the uh, backers as soon as they come up. That's very cool. That's awesome. I think Kickstarter is uh, changing the face of just all businesses really. I mean, you see so many like blood bowl miniature companies or comic companies or even game companies that reach out and say, Hey, you want this? And if people do, you know, they can go ahead and publish it. And it's no, you know, it's no risk on their end. Yeah. I mean, for one thing it does, it's great for reducing risk. Right. But the other thing is that, uh, direct sales are a lot more money in a creator's pocket than they are. If you sell them through distribution, right? Cause, uh, let's say you're selling a game through a distributor. Normally what happens is the store pays 50% of the retail price to the distributor, right? And then the distributor pays 10%, uh, gets 10% of the money total, right? Yeah. So the publisher only gets 40% of the money. Um, that's not to say anything of the designer or anybody else who's doing it, right? But if you're just a game publisher, normally you're only getting 40% of, your, of the retail price of a product. So when you sell it directly to a consumer through Kickstarter, you're getting 100%. Much less, you know, obviously less the... Uh, eight to ten percent the Kickstarter takes out the shipping costs and the other things you have to deal with. Right, but it's uh, a lot more on a per unit basis that you're you're bringing in, which is makes it much more comfortable for you. It means you can put out products that probably wouldn't work through the normal distribution channel, where you have to guess at your print run, try to figure out how many you're going to print, put up the money ahead of time, and hope and pray that it all goes well. Right here, you know you're going to get a certain amount of money, and that the uh, you're going to make a certain amount of profit. Off. It's very safe. Allows you to do some more interesting and innovative things that way too, which is very cool. That's awesome. Starting up my fourth one for that uh, next week, so it's going to start August, well, middle of August, and it'll be winding up on September sixteenth. Um, I've got a cover up for it now. The first one I did was based on this Brave New World role playing I did back for in the late nineties for Pinnacle, which was a company I owned at the time. Uh, was Conor with Shane Hensley, and uh, then I did one called Shotguns and Sorcery, which is kind of a fantasy noir thing. And the third one is called Dangerous Games, which is uh, Murder Mystery Set at Gen Con. And then the fourth <laughs> one is coming out, or I'm just about to pitch, and it's called Monster Academy. And it's a young adult series for uh, uh, where this, these, uh, the good guys have won, right? They beat up everybody in the world, uh, and they've destroyed the great evil. But now they have to figure out what to do with the little evils, right? It's all the little <laughs> monsters. You know, remember when you're playing D and D and you you busted in, you killed all the orcs, and then there's a couple of orc kids sitting in the corner. <laughs> yes. You're like, um, what do you do with them? And this is one of your moral questions. And of course, most of the characters just slaughter them. Yeah. Which is <laughs> but then the paladin steps in and says, "No, we must save them." Well, what do you do with them after that? You send them to the monster academy where they're going to be rehabilitated and integrated into society, hopefully. So, <laughs> wow! If, if this wasn't a comedy, you could sort of take an American Indian sort of approach to it. Like, why are you trying to teach us to be white men? Yeah, exactly. No, and, and there's going to be some elements of that. I've had, I've had a couple of friends. Uh, John Wick and Chris Premus both wrote orc role-playing games back about a decade or so ago. Um, and, both, and both of them had kind of different takes on that exact idea where, you know, you're only evil from the other guy's point of view. Right. right. Yeah, that's neat. And the losers are always evil. <laughs> of course. Because, you know, the winners write history. That's how it goes. <laughs> well, if they didn't want us to write it, they should have won. Exactly. So that, that's a lot of what I'm working on right now is doing that. I'm uh, writing the books. I'm publishing the books myself, too. So I'm putting them on an Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, The Nook, Kindle. I'm doing it through Drive Through Fiction as well, uh, drivethroughfiction.com, uh, doing print versions through them. Uh, so if people want to order print-on-demand versions, they can have those copies, too. I also just finished a novel uh, about a month ago called Leverage the Con Job, which is based on the TV show Leverage, and that will be out at the end of the year. Nice. So how do you 
stay so busy and have kids and not kill yourself? Well, I have to stay busy so I can feed the kids. <laughs> well, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, if he kills himself, then that doesn't <laughs> yeah, if help I kill myself, kids. nobody gets fed. Right? Well, <laughs> fine, be logical about it. <laughs> you single men thinking different. I don't want to die thing. <laughs> it just seems yeah. like you. That's a lot of work to do. Yeah, it is, but you know, it's a lot of fun too, right? Um, I guess that's the main thing. If you're enjoying what you're doing, it's never work. Yeah, to me, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I know, like, my brother's a carpenter, right? And he has to work outside sometimes in the winter here in Wisconsin. And I would hate doing that. He loves it. He's good at it. He's a really good carpenter, right? And it fits him. If I had to put him in my seat to type a novel out, he'd want to kill himself. That's probably true. It's the best thing possible. So you find the things that fit you well that that hopefully you can make some money at or make a living at. And it becomes a lot easier at that point. Hey, Matt, I would – I've always my whole life wanted to, you know, one day grow up and be a comic book artist. And, you know, I decided to have kids and get distracted in other areas. And probably realistically, I'm not that good because I haven't dedicated enough time to it. But I've always grown up, you know, trying to figure out like how comic artists, like how often do they, you know, how quick do they do a piece of artwork? And, you know, in comic book world, I've always heard that, you know, a comic book artist tends to draw at least one page a day type thing. And it usually is an eight hour day. So I'm just curious from a, the opposite side. How how long, for example, how long did it take you to write maybe one of the the Blood Bowl comics or one of the Magic comics? And what is a typical day writing, if if there's an answer for that? Right. Well, uh, there are very few typical days, right? But um, what I tend to do is get up in the morning, send my kids to school, then write like hell until they come home. And because my wife's a school social worker, so I end up doing stuff on the, with them at the beginning of the day, and then when they come home from school, then my wife comes home, she takes over. I try to do a little bit more writing, and then I can do some more writing when everybody's asleep again. So, um, and I don't sleep a whole lot, <laughs> uh, but I'm actually getting better about that. We had, uh, you, you guys may not know this, but we had quadruplets ten years ago, right? And they, uh, they that just destroyed my sleep schedule for what, about ten years. Yeah, holy, um, are you, quadruplets? Yeah, they're ten now. We have a thirteen year old as well, right? Uh, Dude, you got like super sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there might have been some enhancements involved. There. <laughs> well, just just, um, just take the credit, man. Take the credit. Yeah, messing with the wrong drugs. Yeah. <laughs> My wife, we used to joke. It's like, well, you had to sleep with her four times in one night. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And you were like, damn straight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Um, but, you know, it's so that destroyed my sleep schedule. So I've actually used to, I survived for like 10 years on four to five hours of sleep a night. Nowadays, I'm getting like six. I'm pretty happy. But for a typical writing thing, I'll just sit down. I like to outline my stuff ahead of time so I know where the hell I'm going. And then that allows me to write with speed after that because I'm not sitting there going, hmm, what next? Hmm, what next? Yeah. I do all that in like a day or two ahead of time, right? And then I go like crazy after that. But some people don't like to do that because they feel like the outline constrains them and they're not able to be creative in the middle of it. And that takes a lot of the fun out of it for them. But I never looked at an outline as a straitjacket so much as a, a, a map. Right. Right. It's a a guide to where I want to go. But if a more interesting path appears along the way, I just take that. Right. And then I consult the map later on if I get lost. (laughs) um, But normally I'll write uh, back before the kids, I was writing 5,000 words a day. And then uh, after the kids, I started, I got down to about 3000. Now I'm back up toward 5,000. Usually when I'm working um, on the days that I write, I don't write every day because I have other production issues. I have to take care of and things like that. Um, so I'm usually writing about 5,000 words a day. So one of those 50,000 words novels will take me 10 days of straight writing if I'm doing well. Right. Yeah. Um, the, and that's just for the first draft. I go back and revise things after that and take a couple days to make sure the draft is good 
have an, another set of eyes or two on it too to make sure that I'm just I'm catching the vast majority of the typos at least. Right. Comic books are different. Um, and the first time I wrote a comic, it probably took me about a week, right? When I was just learning what I was doing. And nowadays, and then it got to be like three days. Nowadays, if I'm really cooking and I know what I'm doing ahead of time, it takes me maybe one or two days. But I mean, it'll take, basically I'll spend the first day just breaking down the plot uh, and just going, because a comic book's really structured, right? And a lot of other writing, you could determine how many chapters you want, how big or short your chapters are going to be, how many words you want to write for the whole thing. But for a comic book, for most of them, it's like, it's 22 pages, right? And each of those pages can have anywhere from one to nine panels on it, right? So you're constrained that way. And, uh, you know, you, uh, the reveals for a comic, generally you want to get somebody interested in something at the bottom of the right-hand page, then they turn the page, and then they get the big surprise when they turn the page, right? Right, right. So you have to plot all that out, and it's actually helpful to do that in your head or even on a piece of paper where you actually have a uh, listed out in front of you. So I actually try to plot it all out scene by scene, spread by spread, you know, two-page spreads, and then uh, do it panel by panel after that. And then I go through and write the dialogue and the descriptions after that. So it's usually one day of breaking everything down and then another day, maybe two, depending on how intricate it is, uh, of going through and actually writing the dialogue. So when you're writing, do you, like you said, do you have a breakdown of the pages? Do you provide that to the artist and then they work within those confines? Or is yes. it kind of like, hey, this is the suggested way? But if you want to veer off, then it's they're kind of allowed. It, well, you know, I think an artist should always – I'm not the guy drawing, right? Right. And I always tell the artist when I get a chance to that they should follow themselves, and I can change – it's a lot easier to change the words than it is to change the art. Yeah. Right? Um, and what does it take me to change five sentences as opposed to them having to redraw an entire page? So uh, I will tell them, you know, do what angles you think are best. When I was first starting out, I used to, like, say, this is exactly how it should look, and – here's your camera angle and this is about the depth you want to do and blah, okay. blah, blah. And nowadays I'm like, okay, this is what happens. Pick your angles, pick your thing. I might say you're in tighter here. You're, this is an establishing shot, but it's just general stuff. And does that right? basically just come with trusting the artist? Yeah, I think that's part of it. It's also um, me making sure the artist is having fun. Yeah. Right. Cause I don't want him or her or whoever it is sitting there and saying, okay, I got to do it this way or everybody's going to be disappointed at me. I want them to say, okay, this is a cool thing. How can I make it cooler? Right. Um, and I think letting creative people do their job and be enthusiastic about it is the best way to get the best work out of them. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. So, cool. I'm, that's uh, nice to know because I'm always yeah. curious about this stuff and I never get to talk, talk to comic writers and stuff daily. So. Well, you know, it's one of the reasons comic artists make a lot more money than comic writers on a single book, right? Not a lot more money, but generally make more money because, um, you know, I can write four comic books in a month easily, right? <laughs> Whereas they could, most comic book artists struggle to get a, a book, monthly book out. Right. So. Well, yeah, me and a coworker was actually talking yesterday. He was talking about, I don't know if you're familiar with the guy's work, Scott Snyder, who writes, yeah. currently is writing Batman. Yep. Uh, my coworker was like, how did, you know, how does he write this and Swamp Thing? And I think he said something else. And I was like, I think it's probably about a book a week, but I'm not sure. And then yeah. I thought, I'll ask Matt. <laughs> uh, professional comic book writers can easily write a book a week. I mean, at a certain level, then you end up doing conventions and story meetings and everything else, and that can eat into the time. So, you know, sometimes you fall behind, sometimes you get ahead, right? Right. Um, and, you know, like when you're doing license books like this, I'm not really allowed to get too far ahead of myself, right? Because I need to have them approve each issue before I go on to the next one. Because let's say, for instance, I was crazy and decided to write six issues ahead. 
if they find a plot point that they can't tolerate for whatever reason, probably legitimate, in issue one, I've screwed up the next five issues and wasted my time. Yeah, like if you'd said that he reveals he's a planeswalker and everyone's just okay with that. Right, like, exactly. no, well, you've got to said, go back. No, it doesn't work that way at all. We've got, you know, 10, 15 years of established history saying no. And you're like, like oh, oh, okay. Hmm. I guess I'll go yeah. back and change that. Now, fortunately, the licensors I work with, I've been very fortunate that, uh, for instance, with Magic, that I don't know everything there is to know about Magic, and they're very good about it, right? So if I put something up there, they'll say, well, that, yeah, that's all right, but this would be much cooler, right? Or the hmm. players really like this kind of monster much better. Yeah. Or yeah. This, is a, this would be a better spell effect for what you're trying to do here. And they know that stuff cold, which is fantastic. You're such a great resource that way. Yeah, they yeah, put a lot of time and effort into their fluff as well, which is part of the appeal of the, that game. Exactly. Well, it's neat the way it all hangs together, right? And uh, they're not doing a whole lot of fiction these days, so the comic book's pretty much it this year, right? So it's uh, not that there's any pressure, no. <laughs> We're doing just, fine. You just have the whole company on your back. It's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Not well, a big deal. But I, it's, it's fun. I mean, I get to write things for a living and make up things that people get to read for entertainment. You know, um, How can you bitch about that? Well, I, I know at the comic book store I help out with and where we run our, our Blood Bowl tournaments when we run them, we've sold out many times of the Magic comics. I mean, that's so, and, you know, I'm not going to lie. Some of that's because of it comes with a card and we have hardcore Magic players at our store, but then they read these and they're like, oh, this is really awesome and stuff. So they're like really getting behind the story and then. They're even trying to like research, you know, other planeswalkers' backstories and stuff too. And so you're bringing more people to more of the flavor and stuff of the Magic Universe. So just so you know that that was always our plan, actually, because we knew, you know, nobody's stepping up uh, to buy a Magic the Gathering account because it's for me, right? They don't know me. The guys who play Magic the Gathering, oh, so, yeah. and they don't know the artist. They don't care about that. They care about that card they're going to get, right? So. Uh, but, well, uh, they're starting to now because when I told those guys, I'm friends with those guys who run a magic podcast. They were like, "Oh, cool! You got him on there." <laughs> yeah. No, but that's that was the plan. Those hook him with the card, you know, bring him in with the card, and then hook him with the story, right? And then get him to be hopefully lifetime customers for us. We'll see how long it lasts. You never know how these things go. But IDW has a very strong licensing relationship with Hasbro, which owns Wizards of the Coast and does magic, obviously. So I suspect it'll be a long-term relationship, and hopefully this will go on for a long time, and they'll continue to hire me to do this for years. We'll see. Yeah, well, so far cool. I've, I've read the first story arc, and I think Steve did too just yesterday. Yeah, it is so, fun. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I just uh, wish the colorist maybe was <laughs> – if yeah, I had know, a complaint. I, I was, we were talking about that earlier. I think uh, – I, I don't know if I could blame the colorist for that because uh, part of it is often uh, – when you're doing any kind of a printing process is trying to make sure that what looks good on your monitor is actually what looks good when it's printed. Right. Okay. And it can be really tricky to do that, especially the first few issues of you're doing anything with. Right. Um, and so, uh, Edwin or J. Edwin Stevens, the guy who does the coloring, he's a great artist. He does some really amazing stuff, but that doesn't mean that he knows exactly how to get what's on his monitor to be perfect on the printed page with this particular printer. Right? Gotcha. But I think if you look at the later issues, you'll see that it's getting lighter and more vibrant, too. Because the first couple of issues were a little muddy, I think. Right? Yeah, you can yeah. definitely tell a difference. But I think he's, he's hitting his stride pretty well. Well, it just but, takes time when you work with a team to get everything yeah. going. So. Yeah, exactly. That's part of it, too. Uh, did, so did you create – I know we're talking a lot about magic on a Blood Bowl podcast. <laughs> so you had free reign on this Planeswalker character, Yarden? Well, um, I had I, – uh, I'll back up a little bit. When they were looking for somebody to write, 
the book, they asked, I think, two or three different guys, I think three guys, to actually pitch them different ideas for it, right? Mm-hmm. So Dak Faden, who's the main character. Oh, Dak Faden, not Yarden. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Dak was somebody I came up with. And honestly, I just like I came up with a name. And somebody later said, oh, like Dak. I'm like, ah, damn it. Didn't even <laughs> think about it. I was <laughs> – People told me about it. They said it's like if Han Solo was a planeswalker, and then I was yeah, like, "Yeah, that's pretty much what it is." Right? I was like, I mean, "That I, is cool." Yeah, it's, it's it's the uh, the thief of the heart of gold kind of thing. But he's, de- <laughs> he, he's I want to do something that was a little bit different from the established planeswalkers, who are like usually part of these uh, mage colleges and or you know uh, fantastic hunters or great dragons of evil or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, what's the other kind of fantasy archetypes that we could put into this that we haven't seen a whole lot? I thought a, a magic or mage who's a thief who actually uses his powers to steal spells. That's kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. That's about knowledge and learning things. And that's something that the, the magic crowd is really into anyway, right? Because magic is really, in a lot of ways, about secret knowledge, about learning the different ins and outs of the game and then figuring out how to synthesize those into a kick-ass deck, right? right? right. So in that sense, what... Dak is doing is he's assembling his deck when he goes around and is stealing oh, yeah. spells. That's right? very true. Um, so I basically took the metaphor of the game and tried to make it into a metaphor for the story. And I think I pulled it off. You know, and the guys at Wizards said, yeah, we like this pitch. So they brought me out. They flew me out there for a few days with uh, Denton Tipton was the editor at the time. Uh, now it's uh, Carlos Guzman, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Guzman. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we've talked to the phone several times. I was like, hey, Carlos, hey, Matt. So, uh, but Carlos does a good job with it nowadays. But they flew us out there, and we had a story meeting with Brady Dommermoth and a bunch of the other people up there. Who are, Brady's been in charge of magic stories for years and years now. And just I asked him all sorts of questions. He asked me all sorts of questions. We just kind of hammered it out for a few days until we had something we were happy with. And then they sent me home to write. Yeah? That's awesome. Can't go wrong with that. Exactly. I got to be in Seattle for you know a few days. I had a good time. Nice, nice. <laughs> Since you worked with the Blood Bowl stuff and you've been in the Blood Bowl universe since the the campaign edition, the Blood Bowl campaign book or whatever, um, what is your favorite maybe fluff or history thing that's come out of Blood Bowl? I mean, what do you always think of when – if I say Blood Bowl, besides probably the Bad Bay Hackers, um, what what do you think of? And it doesn't have to be something you created. Something I didn't create, I always think about, like, uh, the, the illustrations. I think it was Carl Critchlow who did the original illustrations. Right, right. And they were just fantastic fun. Yeah, those are so great. much fun. Uh, <laughs> he, he got the game on so many different levels. And it, it made it, it really informed the game on, uh, in a very deep way. Um, and I think uh, the fact that Jervis made a game that's just fast, fun to play, and just is a hoot, right? I mean, uh, there are a lot of games you can play where you're like, okay, and I'm going to grind this out. I'm going to win, right? right. But Blood Bowl, whether you can get your ass kicked, you'd still be laughing. <laughs> so exactly. I, I think that's one of the great things with it. Um, the Thread Bowl stuff, the Thread Barbarian stuff that's been included in Blood Bowl is kind of fun, too. I always like that. Um, for myself, I always just thought that uh, for the stuff I created, Dunk Hoffnung, who's the hero, is just my favorite character in the whole thing. Obviously, you know, I got attached to him over four books and five comics. As but, you should, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. But I, for me, one of the funniest – there's two funny moments in the first book that just killed me, right? And the first one's when uh, Dunk is trying to be a dragon slayer, and he goes off, and he screws it up entirely, <laughs> right? He just blows it badly. 
but manages to bring down the monster he thought was a dragon with a spear from 100 yards or whatever and is spotted by a Blood Bowl agent who says, that's my new thrower right there. <laughs> I'm like, that's perfect, right? It's just a great moment for it. And the other one is when he makes his first touchdown, goes in the end zone, and uh, then gets body passed up over the top of the stadium and thrown up <laughs> over the edge. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty awesome. Like, you know, that, that just sums up Blood Bowl for somebody who doesn't know what it's about right there. You're like, okay, you scored. You didn't get killed, but now the fans will kill you. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what makes Blood Bowl great. I played a guy today, a friend of mine who was a, had his ogre team, and he couldn't think of, like, a theme or anything to name his players. So he went the direction of all the ogres were our wives and all the snotlings were our children. And then he, oh, he kind of – now he tweaked the name so – the wives wouldn't recognize it and they wouldn't, you know, chew his ass out. But it was so funny playing like against my wife and stuff. And he said, I just had to do this because I know I'm not going to win with ogres, but I wanted to make it fun for myself. So it was, it was just awesome. And that's the right attitude to have about any game you're playing. I mean, it's always fun to win, right? That's great. But if you can have fun in a game, even when you're losing, that's a great game. Right. That's why you're there because you're not going to win every game. If you're, not everybody can win every game. You know, there's got to be a winner and a loser in most of them. That's right. And right. you might as well enjoy it while you're there. I mean, I'm a lousy game player. I'm a game designer, not a game player. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I almost never play a game more than a few times because I usually pick it up, play it, pick it apart, figure out how it works, and then I'm on to the next thing, right? So is it so one is, of those things where if you can't play, you design? design? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, part of it is for me, it's, it's – uh, there are very few games where I, d- I decide that I need to sit down and get really good at this. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, mostly it's me like going, oh, how does this work? And what happens if I do this? And, oh, now I see what they're intending here. And how did they achieve that? And that's once I've got that figured out, I'm like, ah, and I start thinking that direction. That's really where my head goes. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of games out there that you can look yeah. at and you can power game and you can min-max and all that and you can basically break it. Yeah, but Blood Bowl's not really one of those games. If you play... I guess leagues where you get a certain combination, it can be very damaging. But our league, we like the fluff of it. We don't like to necessarily have that type of broken aspect. So we do a lot of random skills. So we don't even have that. So it's a lot of fun to just have things come onto your player and it's like, okay, well, now I've got to figure out how to work that into the character of the character and move on. Well, then you're playing in the spirit of the game, and I think that's always a good thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Anybody can rules lawyer a game to death and, and suck all the joy out of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. Those type of people are no fun. No, exactly. Who wants to play with them after a while? It's like, yeah, sure, you won, but we all hate you. <laughs> it's, what's the point? Exactly. And, you know, as a game designer, those are your worst enemies, but they're also your best friends. Those are my best play testers. Oh, that's right? for sure. They, they can find uh, a way to break it. Exactly. If they can figure out a way to break it, then I know I need to make some changes, right? But, <laughs> exactly. But you also, you like to have people when you're playing a game with they are just there to enjoy the experience as opposed to murder you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think and that's why we've gotten such good feedback on our podcast because, you know, that's what we're here for. We enjoy the game. We love the yeah. fluff behind it. Obviously, you love the fluff behind it. That's why, you know, you actually got into it. Very much so. I think uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. As you stated, you got a Kickstarter coming out at the time that this is posted. So if they just go to Kickstarter and type in your name, they'll find it. It should pop right up, yeah. Or they can go to forbeck.com, F-O-R-B-E-C-K.com, and I'll have all the information up there as well. Okay, we've got your Kickstarter. you got your monthly comics coming out, your novel. You're going to run for president. You're going to take over the universe. And... Oh, God, what's that job? No, it's... <laughs> You could uh, announce that Dunk is your running mate. Woohoo! 
That would be fun. <laughs> but well, we really appreciate you coming on, and I guess we'll let you go. Yeah, thanks right, for thanks for having me, guys. It was a blast. Yeah, thanks yeah. for being on both yeah. down. Hey guys, this is Alan, a really crappy Blood Bowl player. You're listening to Both Down, Steve and Scott. Now, it's time for Tournament Talk. And we're back with some Tournament Talk with the Chaos Seesaw himself, Alan. Howdy, Alan. Hey, what's going on, guys? It Dude. does help if you turn the microphone on. Yes, it does. Nice of you to remember at the last second, too. I know. Just in time. <laughs> he is the Chaos Seesaw. And that bodes well for how <laughs> you're going to do at the tournament, huh? Exactly. So, Alan, what yes. did you bring to the table? You've spent extra time. Well, extra, extra time. Let's start off a little bit before. We've never we've had you on before, but you haven't talked much about yourself. Why well, do you suck so bad at Blood Bowl? Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, right out there. Just, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Why do you that suck? That is so not if, fair. Yeah, if I knew the answer to that question, I wouldn't <laughs> suck at Blood Bowl. This is probably true. I can tell you that answer, though. Why? I can tell you why he sucks. Hmm. Because he plays, like, vampires over and over and over again. Yeah, and he does play vampires pl- a lot. I do. Strategy-wise, he probably plays with one too many on the field because he wants to utilize the vampires of the vampire team. Exactly. Yeah. Because so. they should be better than they are. And I think that every time. But if you put more vampires, you have more variables of them wanting to bite their players and hurt them. So therefore, he hurts himself in some ways. But he's yes. dedicated to the fluff of the vampire team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, now, I to give you a hard back time. to what I was saying. You took an <laughs> extra, extra, extra long time. To dissect rosters, to figure out what is the best roster that's going to help Steve and Scott team both down, defeat Team 3.Block at your first Chaos Cup where the stakes are high. I think it's double ranking points for the NAF ranking. I think so, yeah. If, if you care about that stuff. Some people care, some don't. What team did you come up with? Because you know, we're dying to know. See, when you put it that way, I didn't. I did not get into this the same way of thinking about it in that direction. I did not think, "What is the best team for me to win with?" Instead, <laughs> I you went thought, more What's along the, worst the lines team of, I can take. Well, and and, and and to be fair, it was because I just played this team before yeah. against you, and I did really well with them. A similar team, yes, a similar team did beat me. Yes, it was quite upsetting, <laughs> and I just felt like if I took this team. Well, hold on, let's let's talk about that. So you beat Steve. <laughs> yes, he hasn't said with a similar I team. I told him. Yep, I haven't told him. I know, but I just speaked on his roster. Now I know what the team is, <laughs> and now with that other clue, I know what he's talking about. So, Alan, what team are you taking to Chaos Cup? The Mighty Halflings. The, <laughs> <laughs> the team name will be the Sterling Chargers. The Mighty Halflings. Did you hear that three die block? You guys are going to kick our butts because the Chaos Seesaw <laughs> just invited a bunch of losses. Yeah, we're going to lose our show because no. of you. No, 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 no. Hear me out. <laughs> okay, we're hearing. All right. We're listening. When I played against you with the halfling team that I played with. It Explain was, to everybody why you played. It was our preseason game. It was a preseason game, and he needed to bring in his new team in, and we all give the, the new teams a chance to play a pre-game, uh, sorry, a pre-tournament. Uh, game against a either a halfling or a goblin team. That's right. Over here in the uh, Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, 
we uh, have designed a halfling all-star team and a goblin all-star team, which they're not all-stars at all. They're just all goblins are all halflings, and you get to play one of those teams as like a charity game, basically a free game for stats. But if you're a dark elf team with (laughs) no extra skills, the halflings can kind of beat up on you. I don't know if it was just that. I honestly don't. I I do not have good luck with that team. To be fair, I played the... I think the goblins with my uh, trace white lions, and yeah. they tied me one to one because you were playing with the goblins. Yeah. So you tied this team, Steve? No, I lost. You lost oh. yeah. two halflings. <laughs> yes. Like two nothing, I think. <laughs> and this inspired you, Alan? <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, because I felt that. And that was without any trees. Exactly. <laughs> yes, it no. was just halflings. Yeah, I, I did not have a good game. I just felt that if you take the worst possible Blood Bowl pay player, and then you put them with the worst possible Blood Bowl team, it just somehow magically made a fantastic magically combination. magically delicious. That's good. I'm glad you had fun playing the Halflings, because this is different. This is, Actually, I, I wouldn't have guessed that you'd ever have taken the Halflings. I wouldn't either, but it's, it's a nice little fun roster you're taking. It's, I felt like, it, yeah, more fun than anything. That way I feel like every game will be fun no matter what. I don't have to feel like I'm stressed the whole time. Yeah, you don't want to get four wins in and start freaking out like, I might actually win this. Exactly, exactly. Or, or I'm, my friends won't lose their podcast because I, you know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bud. I appreciate that. I'm you want to make... go over your roster? Sure, actually, sure. let's go on the team name. Sterling? Stur- Sterling. Sterland. Yes. Like Sterland. Yes. On the map from of the, the Warhammer map. Yeah. Correct. And the Chargers. Correct. Cool. All right. Did you just random? <laughs> no, did you randomly pick Sterling? Uh, no. Well, no. I, I That took me a long time was figuring out a team name. It was, Aren't they it was, known for horses and stuff? I don't know. In the fluff? I honestly don't know. I don't know. Might be Averheim. I don't know. I look these things up and I try to like okay. go to like Warhammer Wiki and try to read behind like, the citizens like to cobble shoes all the time. I'm going to go with it sounded sort of close to San Diego. Correct. Okay. That's, that's what I went there with. There we go. It was, well, you guys are geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> it we was, try. It was either that or I was going to create my own my own city and make it either the, uh, the it was either going to be the Sterling Chargers or the Nyuk Nats. I did like the Nyuk Nats. That's pretty cool, too. Because it's like the New York Giants. Right. But why did you choose this one? Well, it, because it was a lot easier for me to create the team logo for this one. I cannot create one with gnats very well. It didn't, it didn't work out. Alan's a very visual person. He likes comic book art. He likes to draw. So the logo is very important to him. Yes, absolutely. And there's no good gnat logos. No, well, no. And even if you could find a just a gnat to make big enough to put as a logo, people would ask me, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> is, that a, is that the flies? Is that a fly? Is it a, is it a bee? No. Is it a moth? No. Are you the Yellow Jackets? <laughs> it's like the tick when Arthur kept being confused for everything. Yes. Yep. That's why I decided against it. Good. Cool. Let's go with Chargers. So, it's much easier. So did you make this logo yourself? The I put together the logo myself, yes. Yes. We'll have it on the website and people, if they come to Chaos Cup, they can see it. That's right. I'll, I'll put your roster on the website so people can go like, why did he take this? Yes. That, that's the best part about so it. So you, you yeah. can now tell us. I chose not to reveal like what skills and stuff I took with my orc team, even though most people know what skills orc team and I, have. I told everybody mine. And Steve told everybody everything. I don't care. So yeah. are you going to tell us everything? If you'd like. I don't care. Yeah. What do you got? Let's break it down a little Did bit. Did you play with Treeman? Yes. I have a total of, uh, well, I brought in the two Treeman that come with the team and also the star player, uh, Deep Root Strong Branch. Nice. So, so I have three Treeman. Yes. 
Man, you're gonna be, I hope I don't have to play you. I know. <laughs> the three trees are tough. Even if you can avoid them, they're still going to get three hits on people. Exactly. And I felt like that's a perfect wall. Yeah. You know, I love just having that in the middle of the field. Even if they get, you know, the uh, the stand... No, what is it? The uh, Take root. Take root, yes. When they get take root, at least it's right there in the middle of the field, and you mm-hmm. have to go around them somehow. So That or you dodge away and, you know... Yeah, there's still... Regardless, you make somebody roll dice, and that's Absolutely. Good. Yeah. All right, so you have three Treeman. <clears throat> yes, and then... How many halflings? Uh, a total of 10. I think a total of 13 players. So, so it gives 10, you like two halflings. bench players? Yes. That's good. It's a good number. Just enough, mm. which is... Well, you could always use more, but... <laughs> this is, this is, is up that for your, debate still. Is that your hungry sound no, or your confused sound? Oh, I'm just uh, thinking in my head if I was taking halflings, I'd probably have one more bench player, but it probably doesn't matter. This is Chaos Cup. True. And, yeah, well, either way. All right. So, ten halflings. Yes. Three trees. How many rerolls? How many rerolls? Zero. Zero rerolls. That's No rerolls. Yes. Do you have a leader? Uh, Yes, I do have one leader. I decided to give a tree man a leader, yes. Okay. So, one reroll, probably. Correct. And then what? I also uh, have a halfling chef to help me out. Okay, you're a good boy, then. Yeah. See, that's going to be a bitch, too, because if he's you play a, Alan, he's got three trees to beat you up, and then he's going to take all your rerolls. Let me tell you something. As a coach who's undefeated with halflings, one game. One game. <laughs> one, game. <laughs> one game at the Oklahoma Bowl. But as a coach. Me too. Me with too, halflings. I was say, me too, then. Right? You played one game? With the halflings? Well, with that team. Yeah. <laughs> Against you. The, oh, yeah, but not in turn. No, no, no. Not no, no, no. It is very frustrating if you can take the other guy, all his rerolls. Yeah. Because then, you know. It he, changes the play style. Exactly. I mean, you know, you're making a block that's two, you know, two both downs or something. It just, just throws them off. And yeah. all you need is a couple bad rolls on their end and a couple on your end, good rolls on your end, and you can win the game. I mean. Yeah, very easily. So You get one, two touchdowns. I'm glad you took the halfling chef because uh, I think it's much needed with halflings now. Hey, don't you have a halfling chef model? I do. He's not painted yet. Hmm. Might need to get that painted. Might need to. Get I don't that know painted. if we have time, but <laughs> might mightn't have to. I agree. Hmm. So, uh, what's did you take any other skills? Uh, what do you want to say? No, I don't mind saying. Okay. So you got a leader on treeman. Yes, I also have um, a block on one of the treemen on okay. the other one. That's good. That so basically have you have two trees with block. Two trees with block, yes. Nice. Because so Deep Root has block, right? Correct. He comes with it. Dang. So that way my uh, my wall has two block guys. And then I have, uh, let's see, two of my halflings have sure hands. That way I have two different guys that I can put out there at different times for picking up the ball. Yeah. Okay. And then one of them has sidestep. That's just because I want to make sure that it's difficult for them to be you know placed in a spot or they can be annoying to yeah. the other team. Uh, and then I have one with sprint. Hmm. Is that for the guy that's going to get thrown? Uh, possibly, yes. Okay. Yeah. Or do you even plan on throwing halflings? Yes, okay. absolutely. Are you kidding? Yeah, if it's an option, <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. It is fun. <sighs> They're so frustrated when they don't land. <laughs> but at least you got that leader, so you get at least one reroll. Yeah, and hopefully a couple more. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so what's your big <clears throat> fluff behind this? Do I you have any? Now, I didn't have enough uh, of a fluff over the actual team, but far as far as naming the <laughs> the, the team members, <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that. The members, yes, the members, the members. yes. Uh, because I, I I based it off of Deep Root Strong Branch. 
it sounded a lot a lot like a gay porn um, tree man. So, <laughs> so in your universe, there's not only gay porn, but <laughs> yes. there's gay porn for tree men. Think about right. it. If there's bestiality, then there's going to be some kind of you know. Was there any there? women trees in like Lord of the Rings movies? I didn't see one. How would you tell? Wait, how, how they, you tell? they can't have women. They've all got wood. Oh, <laughs> boom! Boom! See, he's just uh, accurate. It's true. All tree men are homosexuals. It's got to be. Yeah. If you if there's only one sex to them, can they be homosexuals? It's a lot more funny if we say that they're homosexuals. Okay. Yes. Gay trees. <laughs> hey, and they're just throwing halflings. It's true. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the your mental image I, now. Hey. The next tree man I have for my halfling team in our league, he might have a fluffy name. No no <laughs> offense to gays. No, not there's anything wrong with that. I actually yeah. have a lot of gay friends. and A lot of gay sex. I don't have gay sex, but I have a lot of well, gay Well, it's because friends. you're married. It doesn't count as gay. No. Dude. <laughs> okay. You're frustrating When me. you don't like right. it, it doesn't count as gay. <laughs> oh, so that's all, what it is. So all your tree men have uh, porno who... Homosexual porno names. Well, kind of. And you named them after us. Oh, no, 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 not the treeman. Oh, okay. You, know, you don't Thick get to be stump, a stump, green leaf, <laughs> hardwood, loud bark. Hardwood, loud bark. Those yes. are pretty good. Yep. All right. And then the rest of them are the halflings that are named after mo- all of our um, various people that play in our Blood Bowl League. Oh, nice. I see that. So, so my name is Scotchel Prime Bread. Yes. <laughs> Steve is Stevie. Right. Am I pronouncing that right? Stevie. Yeah, Stevie. Stevie. Bell Camps. Yes. Close like enough. That, buddy? Yep. That's funny. And and I love the fact that I gave you guys your hands because we're basically a gay porn. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I. This is why just... we have to have explicit ratings. Is because we have guests on here, just like Matt Forbeck, who would <laughs> like to just talk about this stuff all the time. I guess so. What? I don't understand you people. You know, yeah. That is not true. I do understand. Allender. Cure- oh, I noticed your name's like the most normal possible. Yes. Yes, it is. Allerton Curetown. That's because, it, yeah. That's, that, my, that's my name. So. That's cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. And I have sidestep because you I want to go through the rest? Sure, why not? Yeah, I'm going to let Alan do it because he spelled them kind of halflingy. <laughs> halflingy? Halflingy. Dif- you know how everybody spells things different so they can? Yeah. it looks different? We Go for the, it, Alan. Okay, we got the next one is Meekin Surge Tate, which okay. is named after our friend Sarge. Yep. And then you got Brian Hillsweat. <laughs> <laughs> after our friend Brian. You got Spinstall Beaterswell. <laughs> and then Steve Pot Eckerbelly. <laughs> <laughs> which, if you know Steve, it kind of fits. Yes, I it, agree. it didn't mean to be that way. It just happened. Yeah, it, just happened. it happened. Oh, yeah, it just happened <laughs> to me. I'm surprised I didn't get belly on the end of my name. <laughs> And then there's a Brockowee Hoffawin. <laughs> and then there's Garablu Choplandis. And then James Bidenfork. Very nice. Oh, so sad. See, I'm going to jump your butt. Because you didn't name your chef. You no, didn't I name did, your chef. I need to. You know what? He can, he can be the uh, And you did name your head coach. Guy. I know everybody else in the world oh, that's true. thinks no their coach. head coach is me. Yeah. I, that's me. That's me. I'm Scott Prime. This is my team. But come on. Name your coach. We'll make up a team. We're owners. That's true. We're owners. We're exactly. not coaches. So when you're not... Except technically we're our coaches. But I know we are. But I'm, We're like the I Jerry always, Jones type. 
I always make up a coach when I play a team. Yeah, and I, I normally do. I just forgot on this. Oh, one. I know. I when I turn my rosters into Johnny at the Chaos Cup, I I also put head coach and then player. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just for the fluff and fun of it. But yeah, I know nobody cares. So we got halflings, orcs, and humans going to Chaos Cup, and we're gonna beat down the three dead block people. We're gonna try. We have to. The show's on the line. We can discuss that in the next segment. But. <laughs> All right. So, anything else about your team that's special? Uh, not that I could think of if I'm missing anything that I've talked nothing. about before. No. Nope. So sad. Well, I'm really glad no that... No Apothecary. That's something I forgot to say. Oh, yeah. No Apothecary. No Apothecary. Well, I don't know if you I can understand. I mean, I'm just, for the same price, the you can get a is, yeah, You can almost get two for the same price. Exactly. Yeah. Apothecary. So. <laughs> I think it's sad that you two don't have a lot of fluff behind you teams and that's all we preach here on both down there are different types of fluff yeah well i, had, I just told you my, my fluff is just a little bit different yeah. he's at least named his players yeah they're you all... know we're going to play someone with player one player two I, i'm joking of course i'm joking but i'm not I, I'm, still gonna i might have players. went too far with my fluff i was telling uh might have i was telling my friend uh called and asked me if I decided on what team and I, I teased him about I guess you're not listening to the podcast <laughs> and then I went into like all the fluff behind it. he's like oh you put a lot of thought into a team you've never played before and I'm like yeah <laughs> I have <laughs> and how's the painting coming it's really slow the good news is is there's at least three colors on all of my models that's true the bad news is is I probably will not get them finished by chaos cup I'm gonna try they still look cool but they're not coming along I just can't get motivated to paint. It's hard. I psych myself down, I guess, because I see all these models, all yeah. 16 or whatever, instead of just doing like two at a time or three at a time. So we can talk about that later. Anything else, Alan, on this team breakdown? No, just watch out. They're going to win. Can I ask you why you chose sidestep for one of them? Uh, and not not like a block or something? No, the reason why I went with sidestep was because I just felt like that was good. Well, that's true. I could have gone with a block with him, but that would have been a double. I like the sidestep. No? Yeah. Sidestep's a great fun skill. They're, just, they're probably not going to get knocked down too easy. So if this was one that you threw or had down the field, and if they come and hit you, unless they take you down, right. you're going to go like, one step closer to the end zone. I, I agree. I was just so, curious. That was... That's I'm okay thinking. with that. Yeah. Okay. No problem. So just, what do you think your record's going to be? Uh, yeah, because you could actually win the Stunty Cup. So don't think that, that you're out of it. Because they give a Stunty Cup award. and If I get 25%, I'll be excited. Good. So that means... I'll be happy. I th- and I, I actually, I think I'll probably get 25%. Okay. So like wins. one win, a tie, and four yeah. losses or something. Something like that. That's oh, not cool. bad. Do not take the wooden spoon. That's all I ask from you. Yeah, me. just don't come in last. <laughs> Try the it's hardest you can not to get. Am I going to get whipped with it? It's called weak sauce. You've got the weak sauce, so you have a spoon to eat it up. Gotcha. Is that where that came from? Yeah. As long as I'm, yeah. All right. Uh, that's that's why I didn't promote it at ours. That's because why we did back of the pack. Yeah, right? back of the pack is more understandable for people. You should have honor and never want the wooden spoon. I'm not going for it. All right. Yeah. I know. I'm. I'm chastising the couple of players at the Oklahoma Bowl. Hey, or, that was a long time ago. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about Chaos Cup and Chicago Tournament Talk Part 2.
Yeah, what up, son? What up, son? First off, I'll tell you guys, you listen to both down. Motherfucking Kilowaga, motherfucking Sassini. Yeah, carry him and talk. What up, son? What up, son? Okay, and we're back for the second part of Tournament Talk, where we're going to talk about Chaos Cup. Surprise! <laughs> the tournament! Yeah. Not a surprise, but I guess we'll use this segment to kind of go into detail about our little rivalry and what we plan on doing in Chicago, because we've had some people ask. Okay, so if you... This is your first episode ever of Both Down, and you haven't heard a lot of talking about maybe you even came over from 3 Die Block... And they haven't talked about it as much as we have. Yeah, surprisingly, they haven't talked about it much at all. I think they know they're going to lose. I think so. Because, you know, we have a halfling team, an orc team, and a human team. Yeah, and Alan lost. is still with us. So. Yeah, Alan, yeah, you can I am just quiet. jump in anytime. You can You can even talk trash to people you don't even know. Yeah. It's cool. They'll shake their hand. He doesn't listen to their podcast. He calls them three-die bore. Does he? <laughs> he does. Did you guys hear that? No. Um, if you... If you haven't heard... <laughs> That's not a wild boar. This is a wild boar. <laughs> okay, you guys done? You asked me to explain this, and now you're going to talk and make Go up, for it. like inside jokes that I don't even understand. <laughs> if you've never listened to Both Down before and you haven't heard us in the last couple of months, we, uh, we've we been challenged by the guys over at 3 Die Block, which is another Blood Bowl podcast. And we're taking winner take all, whoever we have a team which is me, Steve, and Alan here. And then it's uh, Drew Chance and Nate, I think, or Wes. I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, their third member of their team, 3 Die Block, we're going to take all the point standings at the end of the tournament, and we're just going to add them together. And the team with the most uh, tournament points will take over the other guy's show. So we have a lot riding on this. and um, Which we're going to lose. But uh, Alan <laughs> might have... Guaranteed it. I think he's working for them. Well, hopefully no, no, no. one of them takes a stunty and we'll do no, fine. No. What's going to happen is Drew is part ginger. He's going to turn. He's going to help us. Yeah, he's going to heel turn him. <laughs> this is not a game side. of joust. No, this is. I think of everything in like pro wrestling terms. So Yeah, and I mentioned joust because if you ever play joust with Scott, <laughs> at some point randomly in the game, he's going to turn heel and start working for the other ostrich guys. Yes. The best thing to do in Joust, if you ever play with people, is just play a few rounds normal. Because the guys, the good guys have complete control, right? Alan's looking confused. I, I don't think I understand this. Do you know, okay, so you have you ever played Joust? joust? I think I remember the arcade game Joust. Yeah. You know where you flap your wings? I've never played it. Wow. Oh my gosh. I've dude. seen you it. You got flying ostriches and you try to knock the other guys off the. Yeah, all you have to do is like be a little bit higher than the other guy and you knock them off. And it's just real simple. Oh, okay. And as levels go on, the little floating islands disappear. Mm-hmm. And then the pterodactyl comes and he'll eat you. And there's flames. Anyways, <laughs> if you play this with me and your name is James, specifically, I like to play a couple rounds with you. And since the good guys have full control, you know, they can move, they're not programmed, they're the leaders. And so. About after two, three rounds, I like to become the leader of the bad guys and attack the other guy. Because if you hit your teammate, you can knock each other off and kill each other. Which you're generally not supposed to do. Right. But I specifically go after the other guy because I'm the leader of the bad guys. This provides a challenge for the other player. (laughs) And also allows Scott to end the game that he doesn't want to play anymore. 
Oh, I love playing Joust, but I love becoming the <laughs> leader of the bad guys as a challenge and trying to kill my friend. And if the enemies attack me, because his complaint was always, you, you nutsack, you can't do that because they're attacking you. And I was like, no, in this part of the world, you have to fight for the command of the team. So when, if they kill me, <laughs> that means they've just become the new leader of the bad guys. And so we just attack James. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Gotcha. So essentially, yes, that's what their team is going to become. Yes, Drew is going to become the leader of the bad guys, and he's going to help uh, both down, defeat Three Die Block. And then we're going to have two shows. So we're going to be the bad guys, and he's going to be our leader? No. You no, said you guys we're turn the good and help. Guys. You said they're going to turn. Well, we have to kill him first, and then we become the leader. There we go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> One of us is randomly going to play him, like in the second round. So we're going to kill Drew, is what we're saying. One of us is going to beat Drew That's like not right. six or seven to nothing. It's going to be like a really crazy score. People are going to be like, how does that happen? He just had to not pick up the ball <laughs> and let you walk by. Oh, uh, I see. And then he's going to help us out for the rest of the day. And gotcha. we're going we're gonna to buy him dinner on Saturday night because he's a teammate now. Yeah. And he's helping us. <laughs> and we're going to move on to victory. And then we'll give him his own little like blog on our website from that point on <laughs> where he, his duties is to do the blog page. How do you like that? I don't think that's going to happen, but it's a nice fantasy. Well, if he listens, he, he'll think about it. It's like, it's a lot better than what chance gives me over here. So. That is true. I don't know. They get hugs. They do do a lot of hugs. They're kind of a uh, touchy feely, touchy feely guys. Is that what we're going to say? Yeah, just, just calling it as it is. Okay. So yeah, we have the three dot block both down challenge. And I do want to do want to mention we were challenged. We didn't challenge them. They stepped up and were like, hey, guys, we're going to throw the gauntlet down because you're the up-and-comers, and and we don't like that. Yeah, they were, like, all mean about us and stuff. They were like, why are you guys doing a podcast about Blood Bowl? Yeah. And we were like, we don't do tactics. We're not trying to step on your shoes or anything. And they are like, no, we're after you. You guys are ginger. We hate you. Right? Uh, Something like that. You're (laughs) the one who dealt with it, so. (laughs) Anyways, moving on. What else are we going to (laughs) do in Chicago? Uh. We're leaving here from Oklahoma on that Wednesday whoa, night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to give details? Well, I'm just what if somebody follows us? They're awesome. going to come all the way down here to follow us? And yeah. then... Yes. <laughs> Don't tell them specifically to where we're going to To do what? To do what the whole time? They're just going to taunt you the whole time. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. So just be behind us honking. <laughs> you guys suck. They're just going to drive next to us with their, you know, flipping a bird at us the whole way. My two dollars. <laughs> two dollars. <laughs> so you get that movie reference, but not the wild boar? I don't get the wild boar. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Okay, I don't watch those type of movies. Yeah, Smell Brooks. Not his best, but I still like it. It's awesome. My two dollars. From Better Off Dead. I actually referenced that earlier today at work. You're a good man. I know. All right, Chicago. Um, yes, so we're staying overnight, probably in Missouri. Going to wake up and get some Shonies. Because if you listen to our last year's recap of Chaos Cup... We love some Shonies. I have a feeling this whole segment's going to be talking about where we stop and where we eat. It could be. <laughs> and then getting in Thursday, and we're going to eat at, was it Lou Malnetti's? Or Lou no, Manetti's? no, no. Let's, 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 Wednesday, we're going we're gonna to sleep in Missouri. Yeah. We're going to have breakfast at Shonies. Yeah. We're probably going to have lunch at White Castle. Because oh, I, I want to give Steve the poops. <laughs> uh, There's nothing better than giving him the poops with some crappy hamburgers. That aren't I, hamburgers. Those are so weird. <laughs> Have you had live white, white Castle before? 
live White Castle? <laughs> I'm talking about not the real, not <laughs> frozen. Here in the state yes. of Oklahoma, yeah. not Canada, we <laughs> we don't have White Castles here yet. Right. And we have in the frozen food section at our grocery stores, you can get White Castle burgers. Mm-hmm. So that's what I say live, meaning fresh from an actual standing and, and restaurant. I actually have, and it was, uh, coincidentally enough, the last time that I went to Chicago. See? We stopped by and yeah. ate White Castle. Did it give you the poops, too? No. See? Just you, Steve. It's just not good. I think yours was spit in. It could That's be. could be what it is. Probably all of them are. Okay. So That's we're, what makes them special. So you already know where we're going to eat in Chicago that night? On Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where? Lou Manetti's. Whatever Johnny recommended. The pizza place? The pizza place is like 10 minutes away from the hotel. Okay. And apparently we can just get a bus from the hotel to there. Awesome. So in case you want to drink, and we can go back. I don't know if I should get drunk. Although I don't drink, so I can just drive. But Or Alan can you drive. You can carry me. I'll drive. I'm not going to carry you. You guys both can carry me. You're not me. carrying anybody. We would then be both down. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, because you're fat. We can't carry you. Oh, thanks, We man. fall down. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Just gained five pounds over the last month or so, huh? It's muscle. No, it's really not. It's oh. fat. I've been eating really bad. Oh, okay. That's not going to help any then. <laughs> and then we got the tournament, and we're heading back on Sunday. Really? You broke down Chicago? Yep, yeah, there we go. Quick. That's it. <laughs> well, aren't you glad you listened to this there. segment? Uh, That's not true. Come on. Friday, what are we going to do? Um, what do we know we're going to do? We're going to go to the Cubs game. We're going to watch the Cubs lose. More than likely, yes. And, uh, as much as I want them to win, they're playing the Pirates. And Steve's going to eat some crappy ice cream so he can get a little b- ball cap. No, I already have a, I already have a cap. And so. he's going to eat a crappy hot dog, even though he shouldn't. No, I already have the hot dog, so I'll just eat the good stuff. Okay. All right. But so, I am probably going to walk around more and look at more stuff. Oh, God. Alan, I'm glad you're going because I'm going to say, I'm going to go in the stadium and let you meander around with Steve because he just wants to walk, walk around, around and look at street people selling like oh i'm sorry i like to stuff. observe stuff that's what the internet's for dude you just <laughs> you go to google you go to google images you type in chicago you you're there i've right. watched exactly. the cubs since 1983 it's my second time going to wrigley i could name you one player right now that's sad that is sad because if somebody asks me what my favorite baseball team is i'll say the chicago cubs <laughs> oh really what do you think about so-and-so i don't even know who the coach is manager you gotta win some ball games. Next year. Next okay. year. So if we're gonna <laughs> Lou Mont- Montanelli's or whatever it's called. We should probably figure that out. I think it's Malnetti's. I like to pronounce whatever. it however I want. Okay. Are we ever gonna eat at the other place? Um which I can't even think Giordano's? of. Giordano's? Yeah. We can possibly squeeze it in on the way back on Sunday. We gotta eat there. Because I know I like that pizza. If this other one's better, I'll be surprised, but Okay. Johnny swears by it. Johnny P doesn't know anything. I mean, what does he know? He lives in Chicago. I'm not starting that fight. He runs the chaos. <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> I'm going to suck up to him until after we're done. I'll fix those uh, both down, guys. I'll make them all play each other for a couple rounds. Well, my first uh, opponent was dwarf. My second opponent was dwarf. My third opponent was a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, but they, what, what team do they play, though? Oh. That'd be cool if we actually had dwarves. <laughs> if be- you were a dwarf, would you feel pressured playing dwarves? I think I would embrace that because they have block and tackle. That's and I true. Go, Boom in That's your face yeah. with my little man syndrome. Boom, <laughs> just beat you up. All right, so we already asked Alan what he thinks his record's going to be. 
he thinks he's going to go hopefully 25% or better. I think so. Yep. What do you think you're going to do? Oh, man. I knew you were going to ask me that next when you started talking to him. You never know because you don't know who you're going to play. I know. But um, just based on your team and past experience, you know, the one time. Okay. I've, I played Orcs now three games in our home league in this mm-hmm. our pregame tournament. I still don't think I have a handle on them. We do random skills, so our league's a little bit different. Um, I'm going to say if I go three, two, and one, I'll be happy. But, I mean, with Orcs, there's a potential that, you know, you're mad if you went four and two or something. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm still don't have, and it sounds ridiculous because I know we have our rosters in front of us, but with the four movement, five movement, and six movement guys, I just don't have that down. Yeah. Um, other people probably have better faith in me than I do. So right now I'm – Not us. No. I'm no. saying about 500. I think I'll get three wins. Okay. That's what I hope. Um, but I could very well go two and four, four and two. I don't, yeah, that's so none a of little us bit of everything. A, none of us are expecting a winning record. That's awesome. No, I – So next right month enjoy your three-die block episode. <laughs> I could very well see myself doing really bad, but at the yeah. same time – well, you go up against some Amazons or someone crunchy. The the bad thing is, is my team hasn't lost yet in our home league, but that yeah. doesn't mean anything because, and it's not any disrespect to our guys in our home league. It's just that we're such a, a small pond kind of, you know, yeah. there's eight of us that play in a small environment and we don't know if we're really that good at these big tournaments or not. I mean, we did find it. We went down to Bugman's. Yeah. We did fine last year at Chaos Cup. So yeah. maybe we're better players than we think. But I just don't feel confident yet. Yeah, and if that makes sense. to all of us. Right. And, I mean, we're going to stick to two-hour rules, you know, playing the game in two hours. With Which the I don't think we're going to have any problems with. I don't think so either, but it's just different. Yeah. I just, if I had some practice games, I could probably be more confident. But we haven't played a practice game yet. so We'll get some in. Yeah, maybe. I don't foresee me doing well. I've never played humans the two strength catchers, I just, they're going to get beat. They're going to get killed. And then I'm going to have no backup plan. I don't cage. I don't cage well. I just like to run and gun. I think you'll do fine. Hopefully. Yeah. I think I have more confidence in you doing actually better than I do. But it, again, it depends on matches. Awesome. So, so we're all leaning on you. You're, you're <laughs> our only help, Luke Skywalker. That's it. Or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Dang it. I missed Obi- that reference. Up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She has nothing to live for. No. As long as my games are close, it doesn't really matter what my record is. Getting yeah. beat three nothing sucks. As long as I don't lose because of my own mistakes, I'll be happy. That's another thing. Because yeah. I know I lost some of those Norse games last year because of my own mistakes. Right. So. I get to do some fun stuff, then I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you Just will. Just do something fun. You'll it's be all throwing people. You'll, God, be stealing, awesome. you'll be stealing re-rolls every half. Dude, you could really frustrate some teams stealing their yeah. house. And just bashing the crap out of people. Treatment or true. It's like, oh, you got a five strength guy? <laughs> oh, you got a three strength guy? Three dice. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about something else, though, that's going to happen at Chaos Cup. What's that? Did you check out uh, over at the Zlurpy Bowl forums? Have you checked that out? Anything? Do you know we're going to wrestle each other? Yeah. Okay. okay. What? Um, over at, if you don't follow Zlurpcast, the host of the show, Johnny P, who's running Chaos Cup. Alan is so confused right now. <laughs> he he tries to, the, him and Extreme have tried to make Zlurpy Bowl, Chaos Cup, a weekend event more than just a tournament. So 
there's going to be like an after party at Zlurpy Bowl. They have their old No Mercy N64 system. The N64, mm-hmm. Nintendo 64 system with the No Mercy WWE game. And they made up characters of the local guys playing in the tournament. And he makes up a wrestling card and has like pay-per-views at these events. And so me and Steve are slated to fight each other <laughs> at Chaos Cup in a steel cage, I think, right? <laughs> I'm going to take you down. I don't care where it is. <laughs> I know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so it's going to You be, bring it in, I'm taking it it's out. It's going to be Kilowoggy. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I think your character's name is Kilowoggy, and mine yeah. is Pri- just Prime. And we're going to face each other in the feud that's in this wrestling game between <laughs> the Zlurpcast guys and the Dubinsky family. So Should be awesome. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's pretty cool. I don't think we're going to get much sleep. No, it doesn't sound like it. So the game... Might prevent me from getting drunk that night, though, because I want to be. Wow, good. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to hear. Hey, hey, to ask if she likes t-shirts. Hey, <laughs> hey. Last time you got drunk, you were posting on Twitter about Mr. Pocky. I did not. Oh yes, you did. Okay, fine. Okay. Mr. Pocky, his grade school principal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he spanked you, it was bloody murder. That's what we all <laughs> was said. Was he in the bike shop? <laughs> 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 yes. He was uh, after Dudley. He wasn't spanking. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a pleasant note to end on. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, Alan, what do you want to do in Chicago? This, since this segment's already just flawed and yeah. awful. It sounds to me like this is not is about planned. Blood Bowl. This is close enough. Oh, I know what I need to do. I, I, <laughs> what I need to do? Yes, is yes. Is something you need to do in Chicago? Yes, there is, there is. Um... Need to track down the one-armed man. No, no, no. I need to sacrifice a little bit of blood. Oh yes, on somewhere at Wrigley Field, because apparently Alan has jinxed the Cubs. Apparently, he thinks yes. Steve thinks. Remember the Bartman incident? Yes, that was Alan's fault. Why? We were watching the Cubs. (laughs) Go ahead. Favorite. I was watching the Cubs when we were roommates. And I think I wanted to do something. I was like, let's go out, let's let's do something, let's watch a movie, something like that. And you're like, oh, I'm watching the Cubs. I'm busy. Yeah, playoff game. Playoff game. I Two know. Two games away from the World Series. Yes, you're right. And I said, what's the score? It was like, what, 5 nothing, 5 It was Some, Something really big. Uh, it felt like it was in the books. Yeah, yes. it was and in I the 7th inning. And I looked at them and I said, dude, they've got this. They've got this one. There's no way they I'm can like, lose. shut up. You're going to jinx it. And you're like, no, Two I won't. Two seconds later. <laughs> they have While never won there. a playoff game since. Thanks a lot, Alan. Yep, yep. So ever since then, yeah. He's he's actually he's actually alluded to the idea that he's going to murder me on the field. I have alluded to that. I will not do it. Dude. That's why I said I would. If we kill Alan before the Chaos Cup, do hey. we get to divide our scores up for this challenge so it's <laughs> it's divided by two while theirs is divided by three, and then we could still have a chance to win this thing? Maybe. Yes. yes. Although he might do the best out of all three of us. Yeah. One turn <laughs> touchdowns. That's... He plays against the dwarf team. True. He can, just has to keep him from scoring. You better win the ca- the stunty cup. That's all I can say. I'm gonna do the best I can. <laughs> Come on, so. I've got the I've got the only the only gay porn team. I hope to God <laughs> so. Yes. Oh boy. It's we rock. keep wanting to end the segment, but Alan <laughs> keeps taking it to a place where like we can't end the segment now. That's right. I, mean, I can't end it on That's the creepy Dudley guy, and we can't. <laughs> well, Steve. station or gay porn? No, nope. don't want to end either one of those. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what else we're going to do in Chicago. Hopefully this year my phone won't break and I have to get a new phone. <laughs> that might just be a new tradition. Getting, I ho- I getting Scott a new phone every year. Although I did think the girl was cute who 
Help me get my phone. She was. For a lady that's probably like 30. She wasn't that old. <laughs> lady. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know that old lady. But she's so old. I didn't say she was old. I mean, but she's But you called older. her lady. Lady. She's at 30. She's younger than you are. <laughs> I, I realize that, fellas, but there might be people that listen to us <laughs> that think like a cute girl's like between you know 21 and 25, and I'm saying she's... I don't okay. have... I'm, maybe I'm the only one, but I don't have a specific age no. range when I hear a I'm going to bash Oklahomans. <laughs> and a lot of girls by 30 around here have shot out a couple of snotlings, <laughs> had a couple of husbands, and are a few bricks away from about three bills. So I was happy to see somebody who I imagined was like 30. Still kind of like, that looks like a woman. It in was prime cute. fighting shape. In prime fighting shape. Yeah. God, prime right. fighting shape. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. So, there. can't end on molestation, can't end on gay porn, and now we can't end on bashing women. Right, so... Let's put them all together. All right. Gay porn bashes women who molest kids. Gay no, porn awful. molests kids while bashing women. Dude, you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta edit that out. No, we're going to keep that all in. All right. How about this? Pizza. Since we're yeah, we're going to we're going to eat some more pizza uh, in Chicago. Should we just invite everybody to join us on Thursday? No. Okay. Cuz then what if there's somebody we don't like that we see there? I, I don't know. That happens. If you're going to be in Chicago, if they listen to our show, we would like them. Oh, of course. See? All right. Ruined so if you're going to be logic. in Chicago Thursday night and you're going to stay at the hotel for Chaos Cup, let us know through Twitter at both down. And maybe we'll hook up and we'll all go get some pizza together. Yeah. How about that? There we go. And now we can end the segment. All right. We're going to take a little break. Then we'll come back with some shout-outs. Alan, you going to stick around for shout-outs? I guess so. That's <laughs> a yes. Dude, act like you're happy to be on the show. I guess. Whatever, dude. I haven't now been Now we can't end the segment again. No. No. no we're ending. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to Shoutouts. Shoutouts! Is that what we need Alan. to say? Alan, come on. Say, I'm, sorry, I'm here. Yes, shoutouts. Okay, like, something. We gotta get somebody who's, like, alive to <laughs> All right, be on the episode okay. with us. Okay, okay, I'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> okay, we're going, dude. Where are we going? Where are we going? All right, fine. The segment has started. Then say say shoutouts. Shoutouts! There you go. Okay. That just broke some speakers. <laughs> okay. Well, our first shout-out, I'm going to start off. Magnus Lyerberg. Yes. Sent us an email. Yes. And I'll get to what he wanted to talk about. But he initially started out by telling us that he was he's from Sweden. Right. And he was walking home from the subway at night and okay. laughing to himself because of our social lubrication discussion. <laughs> Yeah, but so, <laughs> you're talking about getting people lubricated when they're drunk. And I was correct. What? Yes. No. That is an appropriate use of that word. I know. I, I actually read the email, so I know. That's <laughs> that's bull. 
but yeah. He could have just wrote an email talking about how funny we were and not told you that you're right. Well, he didn't. Oh. Steve just knows he's they, right. No, they, they have a similar phrase in okay, well, Swedish. It was close enough, though. I mean, so we made people laugh to yes. themselves. Actually, out loud. Out loud in public I in another country. I think that's the most overrated LOL. texting thing. LOL. The LOL. Yeah. Because I never really laugh out loud. Oh, but, no. But that re- has replaced my smiley face. Well, that's why I put right. H-E-H-E. Like, ha-ha. Ha-ha. <laughs> oh, yeah. that means lame. <laughs> no, it's just, it's it's a laugh, but it's I, not out loud. I don't know. You do that, but at the same time, if if you don't put the H at the end of that, ha-ha, <laughs> it sounds like you're going hee-hee. Well, I do hee-hee. Hee-hee. What's weird for to get a text from a guy God, saying we're going so many tangents tonight. Let's go to Alan. I always put laugh out loud, LOL, on uh, text because I don't, like don't want to put a smiley face because I do that with my wife and that means like a flirt. So in my head, <laughs> wow. I don't want to flirt with you guys. Good. And if I we put a smiley that. face, it means I'm hitting on you. Okay. There's two so. different smiley faces, though, right? There's the one with the <laughs> wink, and then there's the one with that. I'm just pointing out, there's the difference between a flirt smiley face. You want to get together and drink some beers and get lubricated? Wink. wink. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, boy. Magnus also wanted to, us to talk about not that. And uh, Stock Bowl, which they're going to run November 10th. It's at cup.stockbowl.se. It's a nice little tournament they run. Sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. I wish we could go to Stock Bowl. We can if you pony up the cash. Well, that was my way of like suggesting that maybe next year for Stock Bowl, they give us some tickets. Oh. And we could come over to Sweden, play Blood Bowl, and do a live podcast. That'd be awesome. On their dime. We will go to any country except Mexico. Because nobody wants to go to Mexico. That's not, <laughs> wow. That, that's not true. Okay, if there's anybody who listens to Mexico, they can yell at me. But I don't think anyone does. So that's why I picked there. Okay. But we'll go to any country if they send us plane tickets. Hold on. I'm married, so I have, yeah. you know. So? I have things to take care of. I can't guarantee that. You're a free spirit. You're single. If you went to another country, and I'm going to make one up, like, um, where Dr. Doom's from. What is that? Latveria. Latveria. Um, If you go there and you die, nobody really cares. If I die, my children (laughs) don't get food. No, I mean, overall. This is the last episode of Both Down. I mean, this is why we're going to have a cage match in the wrestling league. This is what starts We're going to have a cage match in real, mother. (laughs) I know I'm saying people care, but people don't rely on you. If right. you died, I make no impact in the world. <laughs> no, that's, that's what you're not, saying. Wow. That's not how I meant. Wow. If you, <laughs> no, no, no. I make an impact in the world. So if I died, <laughs> it would suck for other people. But if you die, it's just like an inconvenience. <laughs> the only people it would really impact are my two children. Not even, it wouldn't impact my wife. Dude, she would find a, a new person in weeks after I'm in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I want, I need to raise my children. So I don't even have that, is what you're saying. I'm basically saying you're single. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> See what you've done, Alan, just by sitting here. Just, the KIC saw is in the room. This is why it's both down and not three down. I haven't said a word on all that. I know, but we wouldn't go on these tangents. But you no, just... no, the two tangents in a row that you've gone on has been you. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's all Scott. All right. Well, I love you, Steve. I it's time cry. for a hug. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's that was move the on with shout outs. Ever. Uh, wow. Do you have anyone to shout out? Um, yes, I would actually uh, a fan of Twitter. He is uh, a fan of Twitter. Huh? He's a fan of Twitter, <laughs> like but Twitter. not both. I'm down. a fan of Twitter. He's a fan from we met through Twitter. Yes, but he lives in Oklahoma too, and his name is John. He's uh, at winged underscore human, and uh, he's been following us, and he's getting into Blood Bowl, and I guess they're creating leagues and stuff around here, Steve. Yeah, there's a league. I think at, you know a little bit more about it than I do. Yeah, I actually met him. He's a cool guy. Um, there was a league over at a local game shop that we just found out about. Okay. And he's in that, and I've talked to some of the other guys there, and seem like cool people for the most part. Cool. So we should have a, at least five or six more people at our next tournament we do? Hoping. Okay, that's good. So, and why would you mention the next tournament? Oh, I didn't actually realize that brought us oh. into another segment. Uh, I was going to follow that guy right now, and I was wondering if that was him. <laughs> yes, Alan, winged <laughs> human. What? How many winged humans are going to be on Twitter? I don't know. Alan's it using his whole phone during the human podcast. Army. I know. See, it's chaos because of Alan. God. <laughs> you bring in the chaos seesaw. Let me see this. I'm, I'm getting his phone right now. No, it's this is not him. That's why I was I wondering. Said, <laughs> If you'd like to follow John, <laughs> our Blood Bowl fan and soon to be friend of all, it's at winged underscore human. If you sure. just type in at winged human, <laughs> you're going to get some characters that are, you're not familiar with unless you're from probably uh, a different culture. So, Well, that's interesting. What? I, I don't know. A different culture? I, I don't know what you're looking at, so. Okay. Anyways, let's get back to let's try to focus the end of this episode. I, I mentioned having more people at a tournament. Oh, before we talk about anything like that, yes, we, we still have a contest going on. That's right, our draw nuffle contest. A so far, you people suck. I've only gotten very few entries. Need more entries yeah, because you, you guys don't want me to win this thing. No, because Scott is he is eligible to win. That's right, and he's a good drawer. But when I do it, I'm. Leaning towards awarding it to someone else because I don't want to give it to Scott. <laughs> so you're saying we need more We options. need more entries. Okay. And they they don't have to be drawings. They can be pictures. They can be figures. We had one entry of a guy who painted a figure of Nuffle, so that counts. Okay. So that's ah. cool. In addition to the T-shirt that we're giving away, Mr. Forbeck was nice enough to send a Trade paperback of Killer Contract. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Are you talking about the Matt Forbeck who wrote those Blood Bowl comics and the Blood Bowl books and it was only on the Both Down show? Yeah. Not on any other Blood Bowl podcast? No, because it was special. And Scott's holding Dude, it in his hands now. And it says, get bloody with an exclamation mark. And then it says Matt Forbeck. And he even has the date he signed this. Yeah. So it's not a stamp. It's legit. It's awesome. So it's legit. So... As you know, he wrote those comics, and it's really interesting art in there. It's actually pretty cool. It's, I don't know if it's out of print. I know the comics are hard to find, somewhat. They are hard to find. I actually had to... I sold mine to a, a fella, Yeah. and then I had to re-get them back so I could get those to uh, our friend Paulo over in Portugal. Mm-hmm. So, Anyways, that's a cool thing. That might get me uh, motivated to draw my mind nuffle. And so win this contest. That's another Nuffle-related thing. Okay. And then, I guess we might as well spill the beans. We're going to have our second tournament coming up in November. That's right. Nuffleween. Nuffleween! November 3rd. 
It's going to be uh, November third. It, it's going to be sort of Halloweeny at Wizards Asylum, same Probably. place we hosted the Oklahoma Bowl, right in Norman, Oklahoma. We right. hear the commercial every week or every month, right? And then uh, yeah, it's going to be like a Halloween in the old world type theme, right? Yeah, we'll finalize the rules shortly, get it posted somewhere, and let everybody know. Cool, I can't wait. You sound so excited. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be awesome. Alan, yeah. what team are you going to take for Alan Halloween? loves Halloween. I don't know. Something, so. something. yeah, Halloween-related, absolutely. I can't wait. You have to take a necromantic team. Mm, possibly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be four rounds. We know that for sure. Yeah, we'll have to do four. And uh, other than that, it's going to just be a tournament, right? Yeah. We haven't finalized cost or prizes or anything yet, so. Well, as of this taping, but right, hopefully we by pretty the time much this have. comes out, it's yeah. going to be posted on our website, so you can check the rules there. Nuffleween! Are we going to get Nuffleween.com? Mm, probably not. Uh-huh. Think it's already taken? Dude, no. What? These like, things cost money. <laughs> so? <laughs> Until people donate money to the cause, I don't know if we will. Okay, fine. We might have Nuffleween, I don't know. It might be a big surprise. It could be. Be surprised to me. <laughs> Since this episode's not going to go up for at least a week or so. <laughs> we recorded a little bit early in order to accommodate, accommodate schedules. Everybody's schedule. Mr. Forback, Alan. Yes. <sighs> People. <laughs> so much easier when just two of us. It is different when you add a third man. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Wait, our... Who? Facebook now. I created a Facebook page, so you can go to facebook.com slash both down. And I heard people, some people are refusing to join until I get a Facebook account. Is that true? Well, it's One Steve. person. It's the other Steve in our local league. Oh, uh, well, he doesn't count. No. Yeah, please, uh, what, what are we called? The like it. Like it? Go to oh. it and like it. See, I don't have a Facebook, so. <laughs> so like us over on the Facebook yeah, and, and um, might as well give out our email again. And join us. Is that what you do? You friend us, right? You like us. Just click just it's, a, like? it's a page, so you have yes. to like it. Okay. Because it's not a person. Yeah. And you can submit any of your Nuffle drawings there or any of your questions to us or anything you want on the podcast. We're always listening. You can always send us an email at bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out at Twitter. I'm at kilowog2814. Man, you sound boring now. Well, I've got to get the information out there. Alan, what's your Twitter account if somebody would like to follow the Chaos Seesaw? Oh, God. See, I don't even remember my exact name of my account. I think it's oh, I think it's Alan God. the OU fan, I believe. Oh, my God, dude. He just tweeted about being on here. So you can probably search us and see that. Alan, look up your Twitter handle while I give out mine. If you'd like to follow Scott Prime, please follow me at Fat Finley, F-A-T. F-I-N-L-E-Y. Also, I'd like to kind of cross-promote some of my other shows I do over at CouchPirates.com. If you're interested in... in, (laughs) I'm jealous. I'm Steve (laughs) Kilowaki. I don't have other podcasts. Dude, I'm going to have the Thundercat podcast. I know you're going to have I'm going to get every celebrity I can and be like, Mr. Obama, I know you're our president. What is your favorite Thundercats episode. Thundercats episode. Well, that was the one <laughs> with the yes, when Burbles first met the Thundercats. Uh, what is your favorite one? I want to know now. What is your favorite Okay, so I can't episode. even go on what I was talking about. <laughs> Tangents. Uh, I can't about. remember what I was talking about. <laughs> we'll go back to you promoting oh, other was, podcasts. Yeah. If, I don't have a favorite Thundercats episode. No, he likes them all. He loves they, them so much. 
I would like to watch them if someone would give me back my first season that he's had a couple of years. Yes, I've had your first season for at least two years now. Jeez. <laughs> so now go, Anyways, go, go promote your other podcast. If you would like to hear more of my rambling ons, you can go over to couchpirates.com and you can catch me on the Ring Rush show. It's about pro wrestling. And every now and then I'm on the uh, comic book podcast, Retcon Heroes. Um, Which if you listen to the very early episodes. You were on that. I was actually. on. Yeah. And then I stopped reading comics. And then they needed ratings, so they said, Can we have some Scott Prime. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'd like to also give a shout-out to Johnny P. I know we shout him out a lot, but him and Wap Caplets. Um, I can't remember his first name. Chris. Chris? Yep. Okay. Chris, who's at Wap Caplets on Twitter and everywhere else, probably on the web. Uh, they have a pro wrestling show that talks about old wrestling stuff, and it's pretty cool. What's it called? It is called... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Huh? You tell me if you're so smart. Isn't it called Shout Out Podcast? Or it's, it's called Shoot Wrestling. Shoot, ra- shoot Radio. There we go. Shoot Radio. Shoot. <laughs> shout. Anyways. Wow, we are so bad tonight. It's all Alan's fault. <laughs> shoot Alan Radio. Is, Alan is never coming back. So you can follow those guys on Shoot uh-huh. Radio, or you can follow Johnny P and have all the links to all that stuff. Good stuff uh, for you people that love to listen to all sorts of podcasts. So, Alan. Yes. What is your Twitter handle now? It's Alan the OU fan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you like OUs? It just happened to be what my <laughs> what I was used to from a long time ago. Like I had an email address, but it was that way, so I just left it that way. Cool. Any other <laughs> shout outs we want to give out? Anybody you want to shout out? I feel bad yeah. for Matt Forbeck, who might tell people like, oh, God. I was on this podcast oh. and then they listen to the rest of it and they go, Man, it, it it's is a horrible podcast. Ever yeah. since. I'm sorry. But his part was good. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. As long um, as it doesn't get deleted. Yeah, dude. It better yeah. not get deleted. So, yeah, we'd like to give a, another 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 thank you for Mr. Matt Forbeck for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Also donating the, the check out his paperback. And you can check out his Kickstarter and all that other stuff. And he's also on Twitter. He's just Matt Forbeck, isn't he? Or is he the Matt Forbeck? Or am I making that up? Yeah, I, You're checking right now. This is how unprepared we are. M Forbeck. At M Forbeck. So. That's what I thought. Okay. I was double checking. So I figured else? if everybody else has their phone out, I might as well too. Any other shout outs? If you live in Texas, New Mexico, Wyoming, Florida, you better drive to, to Nuffleween. <laughs> For our tournament. I had no idea where he was going with that. Yeah. How how you like that? How do you like me now? We're going to sing some Toby Keith. Maybe we can get (laughs) him to come to a Blood Bowl tournament. We probably could. I don't know him, so. Not everybody in Oklahoma is related, Alan. Yeah. (laughs) I I know you think that. (laughs) I thought thought we all were. Dude, how cool would it be to have a tournament with Toby Keith and Jesse Jane there (laughs) to hand out (laughs) prizes to people? I mean, they live just right That's around true. the corner from us. They, they really do. So if you if you don't know who we're talking about... You can I, get a cowboy hat and a cowgirl. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> just look up Jessie Jane. Just remember, she's not work safe. Not at all. And um, Toby Keith, you have to know who that guy is by now. You don't have to. You could listen to good music. I'll put links oh, up no. on our website. I, I like now it. he won't show up. I know. Yeah, way to go. Jerk! I'll get him on my Thundercats. He's gonna write. A, <laughs> he's gonna write a song about you. I'm gonna punch Kilowoggy in the face. Keep I going. Like I can't think of anything, dude. I, I'm I'm worn out and tired. Okay, 
That's what she said. But um, boom. Anything nothing, else, fellas? Nothing, Alan. With that joke, no. No, nothing just else. in general. <clears throat> shout no. out anybody you want to say hi to. I'm not that I know of. N- nothing out there. In not the, like uh, to your family. Nobody you know that listens to this. Nobody that I know that listens to this. Okay, well, see, we're going to go cast up, and Alan's going to get so many friends and followers that he's going to be dying to get back on the next episode. And he's like, I can't wait to do shout outs. I want to tell all my new friends <laughs> hi. Yes. Just hi, hi to Billy. Hi. From Want to Go, Nebraska. It was nice to meet you. And Jamie from Waterloo, <laughs> Nevada. You're going to be like going crazy. I almost feel drunk right now. <laughs> It kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. It's Something the Alan there. influence. Yeah. It is. Spreading chaos through. Yep. It's fun, though. You're it's like fun. a supervillain that doesn't even know you're a supervillain. <laughs> it's like the movie, the guy from the movie The Cooler, right? I just show up and... Oh, yeah. That's yeah. me. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good analogy, actually. There it is. Alan the Cooler. I haven't seen this movie. Yeah, I haven't listening. actually seen the movie, but I've seen the previous. Isn't that a <laughs> reference from um, that Patrick Swayze movie? What? What's the Patrick Swayze movie that Terry Roadhouse? Funk was in? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Don't they talk about being the cooler? I don't have or a clue. Or the cool guy or something? It's, it's Roadhouse. <laughs> they were all they, cool. Why they would talk I watch? about, like... What? You've never seen Roadhouse? No, Come I've on. seen it, but once, and then I decided not to do that with my life ever God, again. Why are we oh. on these tangents, Alan? <laughs> That's what the fans want. Fans, we promise next episode. No, we won't promise nothing because Alan most likely is going to be this is why this is our last episode (laughs) (laughs) enjoy next month with three die block with chance (laughs) and drew teaching you about blood bowl fluff that should be interesting yep if we lose we're not losing we're taking them yeah Alan's going to come on with stunty cup yes you're going to get third place Steve hopefully I'm going to get like seventh place and we're going to walk away with this challenge we're going to beat everybody I don't see it happening. All right. Oh, and our contest will end at Chaos Cup. Somewhere and around Send there. in some more pictures of Nuffle. And they could be anything related to Nuffle. Just, we want to give something cool away. And if we don't get more people, then we don't get more contests. Don't act like we're begging. I am begging. They should put two and two together. Like, because we talked about Nuffleween, mm-hmm. and we just talked about this Nuffle contest. And they should maybe think, oh, maybe if I have a cool picture or something, it might show up at their tournament. And I yeah. could be like... Infamous might get something else. Yeah, Never you know. might. So, anyways, okay, this, we're just going to call this quits now. I think. All right, for Scott Prime, <clears throat> Alan the Chaos Seesaw, and Kilawage, both down out. Both down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. Was my levels fine? You topped out when you went in Abu Dhabi. Woo! Woo! Like that? <laughs> <laughs>